Alright, here we are. What's up, A1? Happy holidays to everybody. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the right of me, the one, the only, Maryland's all-time leading rusher, Vermont uh, Jordan. How you doing today, buddy? Not too much enough, man. So it is the day after Christmas. Um, if you're watching our last show, we gave out some of these teams' uh, Christmas gifts. Everybody got a lot of positive response from that. Everybody seemed to, uh, to like that element uh, that we added to the show. And uh, a lot of these teams, I feel like they could have used that gift that we were trying to get them. Uh, <laughs> they could have used them this weekend. I've got my old college roommate who's also here in the building, Mr. Damian Parham. So in case you hear him later chiming in, that, that'll be who that is in the background. But uh, he is also here with us and an avid uh, Patriots fan. Yes, sir. I guess we can start, hop right in. The NFL, they had Saturday games this week instead of uh, Thursday games. And they blessed us with... Two very bad games. Uh, uh, the Colts, which I imagine at the beginning of the year, the Colts versus Raven, you're assuming you're getting Andrew Luck and the Colts with a playoff preview of the Ravens, and that's just a far cry from what that game was. The Ravens get another, I would almost call, free victory, and one game closer to the playoffs, and the Colts just pick up another loss, and they just look further and further and further away from where we thought they would be two years ago. This this arc that they've taken, and from what I hear, it's just like Andrew Luck thing. It's just really no updates. I heard he's all the way in Europe searching for. This. It's like I never heard anything like that. To NFL players at that level with that money and what resources are available to him, if you can't get it fixed in the United States, at the Mayo Clinic, the you know what I'm saying, all these different things that are, that's just not a good sign, man. And you got to wonder if you're the Colts. Are we ever going to see Andrew Luck uh, again? Um, with that being said, the Ravens beat the Colts. Anything you got to say on that one? Uh, I was just a little disappointed with the um, with the boy. Is it Brissett? The quarterback? Yeah, he mm -hmm. just his pocket presence was horrible in this game. Uh, you know, if it's one thing, if you're a black quarterback, and you know whether it's fair or not, at the end of the day, when people look at black quarterbacks, unless your name is Warren Moon, you expect somebody to have an ability to run <laughs> and. And I didn't see that from him. I thought there were many times, especially on that last drive, where if he just runs the ball, clearly they were playing man-to-man -man defense. Uh, if he just tucks in and runs, uh, I think Indianapolis actually, you know, perhaps sends this game to overtime and possibly gets the win. Um, with the Ravens, you know, you know, you've been crying all year long that this team is done. No, and, at the beginning of the year, and you first of all, it wasn't a solo cry. We were all in the grease at the Ravens. When they lost to the when the Jaguars, who we didn't know were the Jaguars at the time, put 44 points on them, and then they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Bears. Like, yeah, it was like, no, this team just isn't a good team. Mm -hmm. Then now, as we go back, I mean, and, and they're picking up wins. They still lost to the Steelers. They lost both their games to the Steelers. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now they're just accumulating easy wins. They beat, they beat the Packers without the – okay, let's look at this game. They beat the – they started off with a 40-0 victory over the Dolphins. Very impressive. That's mm -hmm. great, the Dolphins. You lose to the Titans. You play uh, Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. You play a um, what's the what's the young guy's name down there in the Texans? The quarterback Watson. What? No, Deshaun Watson with the Texans. You beat the Lions. You play, and then you uh, lose the Steelers. You beat the Browns without. Well, they're just the Browns. So it doesn't matter who the hell they have. <laughs> you beat a uh, Colts team that has no Andrew Luck, and then you finish the season with the Bengals team where the coach. We always hear about players quitting on the coach. The coach quit on the players. The, the, co the coach has already said, guys, I'm not going to be here next year. Hope everybody gets their affairs in order. Good luck to you. I'm out. Um, so it's like the Ravens, they are, they, the Ravens are a brand. At this point, I'm more believing in the brand of the Ravens than I am of the, of the actual players on the team. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, um, it, it's like if you were to say, "Man, I think the Ravens got a chance to win." Why? Be like, mm, because of the Ravens. <laughs> you know, it's not. Are you are you believe? Are you saying, "Man, I just, it's something to flack all like hell no." Are you, oh, is this the same defense? Is it the Ray Lewis Ed Reed defense? Hell no. Are they as explosive offense? Hell no. It's like so, it's really the brand of the Ravens that you're buying into at this point. Yeah, I mean, you have you buying into the brand, and you also have to buy the fact that regardless of what the situation is, there are a lot of teams. I mean, you look at Jacksonville; their schedule they mm-hmm. didn't beat anybody, um, but yet, um, you know, that's a team that some people are saying that they can legitimately compete for the Super Bowl. Um, if you look at the Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars, both of these teams are teams that are built on their defense. Um, Jacksonville's quarterback is very suspect. Um, but right now, he's doing it without his starting wide receivers. Uh, both teams are relying on their defense and their run game. Um, I don't think either of these teams want to make noise in the playoffs. But if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, you're just happy with the fact that it's a lot of teams that's in the same situation that you're in. But you're the ones who are going to to the playoffs. I'm quite sure a lot of Redskins fans would love to be uh, uh, in a situation where basically your team is nobody's giving you a chance to win a Super Bowl, but at least you're able to compete for a playoff spot. And, you know, I was thinking about this Baltimore team earlier today. I think that they're one wide receiver away from actually being a pretty good football team. I feel like one, Steve, they missed Steve Smith. Steve Smith retired, and he was their best receiver. You know, it, it was just like Larry Fitzgerald. You know, like he's out there and people would just call it, they like to present it like Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Smith. These guys are just out here like on a world <laughs> tour of an appreciation of their career. Like, no, Larry Fitzgerald is probably the best player on the Cardinals team. You know, Steve Smith said two years ago he was going to retire, broke his legs, like I'm not going out like that, comes back, and he's still their best receiver. And this team is missing him greatly right now. I feel like he would be a great asset. When Steve went Flacco won that Super Bowl three or four years ago, he earned his paycheck, and he said he wanted to be paid, and he got paid like a quarterback. Super Bowl MVP quarterback, da da da. da. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do that, when you take up that percentage of the salary cap, mm-hmm. you look at those guys in that. Breeze don't got any elite receivers. Aaron Rodgers don't got any elite receivers. When you start, it's like, yo, if you're going to get paid like that and you want to be considered one of those guys, you, you're going to have to make it happen. And ever since he's gotten his paycheck mm-hmm. um, and handcuffed the organization salary cap wise, Joe Flacco has been a mediocre at best quarterback. He has, but with the with the quarterbacks that you've named, there's not a Baltimore wide receiver that's better than any than than uh you take Green Bay, you take Green Bay's best wide receiver. Baltimore doesn't have a, a wide receiver that can compete with Adams. Uh you look at Drew Brees, uh if I'm not mistaken, he got Ted Ginn down. There's nobody on Baltimore's roster Mike, that I would Mike, take over. Mike Wallace Mike Wall- where has Mike Wallace been? I tell you one thing: you put Mike Wallace with Drew Brees, I bet you make some sweet music. I mean, but but, but, guarantee you that much. But what I'm saying is, he's not getting open. And if you want, I don't think you. So you. So what you're saying is Joe Flacco. No, what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is this: I think the Baltimore, if you give them, especially with with the fact that Collins, who's their running back now, um, I, I think the future looks bright for Baltimore. Yes, Flacco. When you have that type of money and you're asking for that kind of money, you know. The team needs you to perform a little better than, than what you've performed. But I don't think they've given Flacco anything. And, and you have to remember this. People have to remember this. The Baltimore Ravens was all about Ed Reed and mm-hmm. Ray Lewis. That's mm-hmm. what the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. were about. So this is kind of, they're, they're still going through a transition period of losing arguably the best safety, one of the best safeties that's ever played the game, one of the best linebackers mm-hmm. who ever played the game. And when you're talking about just the reputation of the Baltimore Ravens, that's who the Baltimore Ravens are. With that said, I think they have a solid head coach, and 
with this, in my opinion, being practically really the last couple of years or rebuilding years for Baltimore mm -hmm. Ravens, I think the Baltimore Ravens are in a pretty good position. Let's look at that division. Cincinnati Bengals, they're the Bengals. We already know what's happening there. Cleveland Browns, they're the Browns. We already know what's happening there. And if you look at that Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, I mean, that was a close game. See, I agree with you in terms of if we address them and stamp them with a rebuilding um, label, then and you're re if you're going 7-9 or you're going 9-7 in your rebuilding years, hell yeah, that's a hell of a rebuilding year. You know, mm -hmm. rebuilding years, we're used to you getting two wins, three wins. Mm -hmm. That being said, <clears throat> I don't like your future because I'm not looking at this team and seeing. It's one thing if it's like we're watching the 49ers. You like the future because Grappolo looks young. Uh, you know, uh, you certain the, te the Texans, you like their future because uh, um, Watson looks young. Uh, Hopkins is a beast. Uh, Clowney's young. When I look at the Ravens in a rebuilding situation, I'm looking around. And Flacco, I don't think he's getting better. He's going to be plateau. I think Flacco just is what he is. They're, they're, start, they're, they're number one of their number two receivers, Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace. Not only are they not good, they're not getting better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the young running back. I do. But um, their defense, you know, their best defensive player is Terrell Suggs. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, that's amazing. He's fighting father time, and he's doing great for, for that. But I, I don't see brighter days ahead for this Ravens team, like, as constituted. Um, I think it's brighter days ahead for them. I mean, because if it's one thing the Baltimore Ravens, I think over the years, one thing they've done well is draft well. They have. I think they've done a great job in the draft, which is, uh, which is something mm -hmm. that a lot of teams cannot say. So I, I do think that, that the future is, is, is a lot brighter for the Ravens. Um, and, you know, I really don't have much to, much more to say about that. I mean, they're a team that I think, I don't care who they play in the first round, they're going to get beat. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing is, is that we joked about it, but there's a very good chance we get a Ravens-Jaguar. So you say neither one of these teams are going to win a first-round game, but the fact is it's a very good chance they play each other in yeah. a game in which one of them has to win. And, and I, I'm going to take right now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to go ahead, I, you know, I'm going to take Jacksonville in that situation. But um, I, I think that this is just a rebuilding year for, for. Um, I just think this is a rebuilding year for for New Orleans. I mean, not New Orleans, for the Ravens. For the Ravens. And, and um, we just got to see what, what, what takes place after this year. If I'm the Colts, now what about that? I mean, I've been said, you know, the Colts haven't been right since Peyton Manning left. You know, that, that's a franchise that you don't know what's going to happen with the head coach, although I think that with what he's been given, I think that he's done a decent – I think he's done a, a good job with it. Um, as far as the Colts are concerned, I mean, it's, I, they're clearly, in my opinion, they're going to be at the bottom of their division for, for a few years to come. Because you got, you got to think about this. Tennessee is getting better. Jacksonville is getting better. Houston is getting better. The Colts are just, I mean, you're talking about the Colts possibly being where the Cleveland Browns are right now. If they don't get, again, like I said, we, I really feel like they, you can't have that big, and it's the same thing, they made the same mistake back-to-back, -back, right? And I talked about it several times, is that all of their eggs were in the Peyton Manning basket. Mm -hmm. And when that basket broke, the franchise was one the worst franchise in football. Mm -hmm. Again, they got lucky, and they get Boom, Andrew Luck. This is a guy who's prepared and one in the first year it's ten wins. Second win, second year is eleven wins, twelve wins, playoff wins. Like and everything looks great. But again, all your eggs are in the Andrew Luck in the quarterback basket. And when that basket breaks, it's like, yo, this team is awful. And it's like at what point does somebody come to the jam and you know, like we talked about Aaron Rodgers, you gotta say to yourself, Aaron, Andrew Luck is just covering up all the holes on this building. You know what I mean? Like every so all of a sudden it's like, uh yeah, forgot to tell you, the team actually really isn't that good just a one-man show, and once that one man is hurt, the, the difference between us having our starting quarterback is 11 wins and not having our 
Starting quarterback that's one win. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time that this has happened. It's the second quarterback that this has happened to us with. And again, right now, we have, I, I mean, obviously the coach probably know more than we do, but there's a good chance they might not have a clue what the hell is going on with Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. And if, this, this was a year ago. Yeah. I mean, and, and going back to Baltimore, right now, Baltimore total defense is ranked ninth in the National Football League. So, I mean, we can, you know, yes, it's not the Baltimore that we're used to, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what this team's franchise, the foundation of this team's franchise is still there, and that's the defense. So, and, and I'm willing to bet that if you were to line up the, 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 the competition that the Ravens have played offensively, they would rank 31st. <laughs> if you were to put the defense, the, the offenses that that defense has faced, which I just named, all those backup quarterbacks that they played the Browns twice, that they played this Colts team, mm-hmm. that, and, and, you, and you rank all of that, like that plays a part in the reason that your defense is. Uh, let's not act like they're out here shutting down, you know, the Patriots and and and, uh, and those type of teams. Yeah, I mean, but you also have to look at the fact that there are other teams who are playing against a schedule that's. Mm-hmm. Similar. I mean, the, if you look at that Houston division, the fact that you got to play the Colts twice. I mean, the Colts really aren't offering you anything. No. Without Deshaun Watson, Houston's not giving nope. you anything. You lost JJ Watt. They have one. They have a wide receiver out there in DeAndre Hopkins. Offensively, that's. Practically all they have out there is DeAndre Hopkins. So um, when you look at when I'm talking about b- being able to rebuild, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, um, you have to look, okay, we're rebuilding, but our defense is still a solid defense, and that's what it comes down to. So um, this year I don't expect Baltimore to do anything, but if you're a fan of the team, you're happy because regardless of how bad your team looks, at the end of the day, they're one of the teams that's qualifying for the playoffs. Whereas they're teams that we could look at this and you could look at their rosters and say, I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers can be one. You could look at other teams' rosters and say, hey, these teams have been out of the playoffs for at least four or five weeks now. At least we're still here competing for a spot. So, you know, it's not looking bright in the playoffs for the Baltimore Ravens, but as a franchise, you'd like to see your franchise still continue to be to maintain some level of relevancy. And the way you do that is qualifying for the playoffs. Rhino had a question. He would like to know who's the little guy in the Raiders sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I lost weight. Everybody wants to talk about the weight that I lost. Yeah, like That's funny because everybody wants to talk about the weight that I gained. So trust me, I know. <laughs> maybe you got it. So I know I know all about it. Your back start acting up yet? Soon. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming, man. What's up, Rhino? Uh, Vikings at Packers was the second game, and again, a shutout. Zero points from that Packers offense. I said it early in the year, that Packers team is Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of guys. Yeah, you know, coming into this game, um, we were sitting here last week when they put up their uh, you know, breaking news that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was going to be out of this game. If Aaron Rodgers had played, I was going to go with the Packers, and quite frankly, I think if Aaron Rodgers had played in this game, I think that Green Bay would have beaten him. With that said, Minnesota. Once they're already out, there's no reason for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there's no reason for him. But right. I was I was looking at it from the standpoint that Green Bay uh, wins the previous game, and and, mm-hmm. and this game actually means right. something right. for both teams because you got to realize it's just time. The Vikings were still, you know, you need to lead the Eagles to lose, and the Vikings are still fighting for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I so. guess the question you take from this then is because the Vikings are well on their way; they're going to be twelve and three. Uh, good chance to be thirteen and three, no worse than twelve and four. All that, I'm, if like while everything's going great for the Vikings, and I feel like you know that they're, they're playing well, they're winning games, they're at twelve, they might end up with thirteen wins. I'm a little alarmed that you scored sixteen points against a Packers team. Um, I feel like the Vikings defense is for real, but I feel like there's still some big question marks on the offense. It is, and and, and, and I don't know how much stock I can put in Case Keenum going forward 
Case Keenum and the court, just the, the offense as a whole in the Vikings is what's preventing me from saying, you know, they're the Super Bowl favorite. Because um, their defense is the real deal. Yeah, the defense is the real deal, and I agree with you. Um, the Vikings, I believe they're hurting at the running back side. Mm-hmm. When you look at Diggs and Thielen and Randolph, you have some, you you have a passing game that's dynamic enough, but do you have the run game? And it was cold as heck out there in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't think Keenan has ever played in a game where, where it was that cold. Um, with that said, you know how I feel about the NFC. Um, well, we, I don't we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that as, as we move on to these other teams, but the Vikings did what they needed to do. Regardless of whether or not Aaron Rodgers was there or not, what you wanted to do was go there and get a victory, and that's what they did. Yep, absolutely. Rhino, I am. Thank you, brother. Um, first game, Sunday. We certainly would not be talking about Browns and Bears, but uh, the Browns are knocking on 0-16. It'll only be the second time that that's happened. Uh, last year, they only won one game. Um, franchises, that's that, that's just a shame. It's, and it doesn't even look like there's a bright future again. Like If they were to play the season all over again, I don't think that they'd even get a, get a win either. Uh, Bears, you know, they they got five wins. They're in a rebuild mode. If you can finish the season with six wins in a rebuild mode with a rookie quarterback, not bad. Defense has shown flashes of being a Bears defense. Um, you know, they're in rebuild mode, and five or six wins in a rebuild year, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And, and for Cleveland next year, I'm interested. I know they made a big move with their management, which I think the management was the huge issue with Cleveland. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how things go. I mean, you had a chance to make a trade mid-season and you didn't get your paperwork in in time. Like, right? where does that happen? Like that, let you. I want to say what's happened like, last year with the Browns. It, it could. I think it happened last year. That's also, crazy. That lets you know at that point. Yeah, but that lets you know that that from an organization standpoint, at the head, that the Cleveland Browns are, are struggling. And I'm I'm really happy that Hugh Jackson is going to stay around there. That they're going to give him an opportunity. To to have somebody to, in to add some more losses to his no, resume. I just, no, I put it this way. I think uh, just that change in management alone, I'll go ahead and give the Browns five wins next year. Just five because, wins, just because of the change in management. People have to understand that Redskins fans should know this. If your management sucks, your team one hundred percent. But I, it has. To, they've had new. It has to be higher than that. I'm. It has to be ownership. You can't be that bad for that long through so many different regimes. It's been different management. It's been different coaches. It's been different quarterbacks. It's been different offense coordinators. Every single thing has changed except for the owner. Yep. Those have been different cities. You know what I mean? But you like also they, had a – I think you had a lawyer running your running your franchise. They've tried everything. But I, I, except I, for I selling the like, team to somebody who wants to But I think they have a guy. I think they have a guy there now who, who is going to actually – I'm not saying Cleveland Browns are going to qualify for the playoffs, but when you talk about going – 0-16 in a division where you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have a Baltimore Ravens team that's rebuilding, um, Cincinnati I mean, Bengals. Who last year you pass on Wentz and Goff because you don't believe in either one of them. You know, the years before that, you're drafting Johnny Manziel. You're drafting Brandon Whedon in the first Tripper. round. Tripper. You know, all of this stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, last year you pass on Watson. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, each one of those guys, because the truth is, like, it's easy to say, they passed on Watson. Mm-hmm. They passed on golf. They passed on. I do not think for one second that if you put Watts, Watson, or, or uh, golf in the Cleveland, that they have the same success that they have now. I agree with you 100%. They do not have that success. <laughs> you know what I mean? We wouldn't be too, we'll be talking about Deshaun Watson as a bust. Right. We'll we'll talk, and, exactly. That's, so. a, that's exactly how that goes. Because it's, if Cleveland had drafted any one of those three guys, I can promise you that right now the conversation would be that guy, insert name here, is a bust. Mm-hmm. It would just oh, been the latest, the latest name 
on, on the list of Cleveland of Cleveland Brown uh, bust. Yeah, you uh, remember my my Christmas gift for the Bears was just to have patience, and so if they could just continue, if they could finish this last week out strong, you know, if you're a Bears fan, you have to be excited about the direction of your franchise. You have two dominant running backs, you have a young quarterback, and you just have to get some wide receivers in there. Lions, Bengals. Um, the Lions, if the Lions can't, the Lions had the had the playoffs right there in their sight. It's on the table. All they got to do is handle their business, and they lose to a a five win Bengals team. Like that's 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 not a good look. It's not a good look. For that's me, troubling. This was the most disappointing game of the weekend. Watching uh, the Lions just pretty much poop themselves against against the Cincinnati Bengals team. And like you said, hey, I'm not gonna say Marvin Lewis quit on them. Um, but you're playing against Cincinnati in Cincinnati, a team that's playing for absolutely nothing, and you come up there and you go out there and, and you lose 17-26. to 26. That's just one of those situations where <clears throat> you just don't deserve to go to the playoffs. You mm -hmm. had everything in your mm -hmm. hands, and if you win this game, it's pretty much you're going to walk into the playoffs and you lose it. So, um, you know, I'm a Coach Carwell fan. It's unfortunate that, that, that he couldn't get his team to the playoffs this year. But um, hopefully they keep him. I saw where after this loss that he may get fired. I hope they keep Coach Caldwell because I think that that team is a running back away from, from being a very uh, dangerous team. I, I agree with everything you said, that especially starting going back to the beginning of your sentences, that you don't deserve to win. And this happens, you know, whereas though teams are in control of their own destiny, you know, everything kind of broke their way. Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers is out for the year. The Bears are irrelevant. Um, you know, you, you, they had a good shot. They had a really good shot. And even with three weeks left in the season, all they need to do, they were in control of their own destiny. And and, and a, a wild card was right there for the taking. And I remember when we looked at their schedule, we said, oh, yeah, 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 they got that. They play so-and-so, they play so-and-so. And then you lose to a Bengals team that, I mean, one, not only do I feel like they – I just don't even think they're that good. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? And if you're the Lions, you got to win that game. Yeah, you have to win that game. You, you got to win that game. And they did. I wonder what happens with uh, – with this new coaching staff, do you think that they, if you're coming in with a new coaching staff, the Andy Dalton thing, you sign up for some more years of that, or you just, I'm, I don't want any parts of anything that's left over from that old regime? I, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think the Bengals are, are cleaning house. And quite frankly, unless you get a big-name coach in there um, and you get some management in there, um, if I'm A.J. Green, I'm trying to get out of Cincinnati. Yep. I don't, I don't want to go through this again. Send me somewhere where I can get an opportunity to actually compete. Um, and compete consistently because I think that he's just a waste of talent. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts about that one. If I'm AJ Green, I'm definitely getting out of there. Andy Dalton. I, I, if I'm the new regime, I don't need Andy Dalton. I I want my own quarterback. I don't need an overpriced because uh, he pays like the best. You know, he's paid up there with the best of them. And he's yeah, not. yeah. You, you definitely get rid of Andy Dalton. Um, Rams Titans. The Rams will pick up win number eleven. Um, the Titans, another team that just like the like the Lions. The, the playoffs was right there for them, and they just can't seem to get it together. Now, as we come down the stretch of the season, the Titans just can't seem to pick up these wins when it matters. Um, we both thought neither one of us were in awe of the of the talent or the the, the team of the Titans, but the situation was good. Yeah, it was definitely a good situation. It was a good situation. It was their winnable games, mm -hmm. their uh, winnable division. Mm -hmm. And, and you know now let's look down the stretch from from where where, where, where they were three three losses in a row Cardinals gotta win that game Forty mm -hmm. ers gotta win that game mm -hmm. okay the Rams that's fine we can take that loss but you gotta win those you gotta beat the Cardinals and you gotta beat the Forty ers if you're trying to secure a playoff spot mm -hmm. and they just didn't 
Yeah, I mean, you got to realize at that moment, they were still fighting for the division. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, the only, the, only, the only reason Jacksonville has the, the, the division wrapped up is because Tennessee lost to the 49ers and they lost to the car and they lost to, to San we, Francisco. Their, their last game of the season this week is against the Jaguars. For every, they should be playing them for the division. They should be playing them for the division. And I think that Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh solidifying that, that second spot just did Tennessee a favor because you don't know. Jacksonville's already got their division wrapped up. You don't know if they're going to play their players or not. And so if you're Tennessee, put this way, Tennessee, if you lose this, you're out of the playoffs. And and now you're talking about a team like a Buffalo or San Diego Chargers team. I'm not. We got have to finish looking at the schedule to see how that's going to how that's going to end up. But if you're the Tennessee Titans, you have to go out here and get a victory against Jacksonville. I can care less if they're playing their starters or not. If you're going, to, if you're showing that your franchise is turning the corner and, and you want to be respected, then you have to you have to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Yep. And I, I the thing is, I don't think they will, and I don't think that. I don't think the Titans belonged in the playoffs, and um, they, I just don't see the talent there, really. I mean, they got the two-headed monster, which did, uh, the running back, which they never really seemed. It always seems like uh, Henry needs to be getting more touches or more involved in the running game uh, or, or just find a way for both of them to get 15 touches a game. Murray is, is able, is able uh, to do the passing game, so maybe he doesn't need 10 carries, but maybe 10, I mean, 20 carries, but... Maybe ten carries, fifteen carries, and five receptions. Mm -hmm. While while Henry gets ten carries downhill going, you know, mm -hmm. when you get a guy like Henry, he's not. There are guys. People come up with the two-headed monster. You think and change a pace back, a Kamara, a, a guy who can come in, Reggie Bush. All he needs is six touches, and one of them is going to be mm -hmm. a big play. But we know that Henry, a big back like that, what he needs is Noah. If you give him twenty carries, I bet you by those sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen <coughs> carries, people are moving out of his way. Yeah, but the, the issue with that is, is if you're giving him those carries and your defense is allowing people to, to, to score points, then what you're going to have is you're going to have a running back with his 25 to 26 carries, but you're going to lose by 17 to 20 points <laughs> because you have to actually throw the ball. Mm -hmm. um, but, but Tennessee is a team that I think is going to up and up. Mariota was hurt. He was in and out all season long, so mm -hmm. that definitely uh, plays – You know, that's that's definitely going to have an effect, an, an effect on your um, – or, or, or your franchise, but um, you know, looking at the Rams, Rolling. You know, people people will probably look at this game and, and try to look down on the Rams because they barely beat um, because they barely beat uh, a Tennessee Titans team. But at the end of the day, what the Rams did was they won a very close football game. So, uh, shout out to the Rams. You know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know that's the team that I have favored to to win the uh, NFC right now is, is the Rams, and I got one other team that we're going to talk about here later on. You called this at the beginning of the season that you thought the Rams were going to be, you know, were for real, and cause they got out to the fast start. And I told you I was kind of skeptical because every year somebody gets out to the fresh start. But I mean, they won this, they won the division, and uh, you know I don't think anybody saw that coming. They came out there and won the division a year ago. Jeff Fisher had this team with I think they had like what three or four wins. Um, they change the coach and pretty much keep everything else the same and start and, and put in their 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 uh, number one pick overall at quarterback and keep moving. They I really thought when they signed for Sammy Watkins that that was going to be huge, but they're winning. And Sammy Watkins he gets a touchdown on this one, but he it's been almost non-existent this season. Yeah, but having Sammy Watkins out there on the field does something to the defense. You you can't have Sammy Watkins out there on the field and, and not give him some type of attention. Uh, with that said, the the Rams have been one of the more healthier teams throughout the course of the year. Which when you look at the when you look at the NFC, that's pretty much that's the picture right there. 
the fact that the Rams have, have come in. Um, you're also taking a team that, when you look at what was going on there with Fisher, now you bring in a young head coach who's bringing excitement. You bring in Wade Phillips, a, a coach who has the respect because if you know anything about football, everywhere that he's been a defensive coordinator, his defense is just flat out balled out. And you got, so you have young players who have this new life and, and, and the Rams just, you know, they're balling out. And I just think that for right now, this is the team that I believe is, is going to be the team representing the NFC in, in the Super Bowl. I reached out to you last year and I said, Boogie, I watched this guy, Ty Gurley, and the year before, and I'm like, this dude is a monster. He's special. He's in, in an era where everybody's, you know, committee running back. This this dude is the last of a dying breed in terms of he's the back. Like, mm -hmm. he's one. You got him. You don't need him. Like, that's the guy. Then fast forward last year, Jeff Fisher has no clue how to get this guy free. You know what I mean? Like, just no clue how to get this guy free at all. He's just trying the same damn running plays over. They have no passing attack. So, therefore, there's 15 men in the box. The reps in the box. The coaches is like, everybody's in the box. Ty Gurley has zero uh, rushing 100-yard uh, games last season. And this year, new coaching staff, same line, same running back. And Ty Gurley is a very good shot to walk away with a league MVP. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He it, he's in these back-to-back -back weeks here killing. Like, I mean... He's in discussion of MVP, and last year he was in discussion of was he all a bust just to even begin with. Yeah, I can understand why people would say that he was a bust when you look at last season. But at the end of the day, when you look at what Sean McVay is doing with the Rams, you know, the bust was Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Coach. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. if you're a player, and I said this, if you're a player with the Rams, you're excited to have Sean McVay as your head coach. Look at what he did with the Redskins. And all the way across the board, you know, you just have better players. You have a better tight end. You have a better running back. Uh, I'm not going to say you have a better quarterback. I'm not going to say your wide receiver core is better when you look at Pierre uh, Garcon and, and Deshaun Jackson. But if you're a young player and, and you paid any attention to what Sean McVay did with the Washington Redskins, you're excited. You have new life. You went from playing in a stale offense mm -hmm. to playing in an offense that just, 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 just got a, a whole bunch of flavor to it. And that's what the Rams have. And I think that that's going to be a tough team to beat because of the defensive coordinator that you have there. And that Rams team as a whole, they're playing a great – they're they're having a great season. I just hope that they can finish it off strong. It'd be good to see them get a, a you know a playoff victory or two. And, I mean, that, that would just be amazing. And I'm dying to know what Jeff Fisher has to say about this. I, I heard the line where he's saying, I, I feel like I left them in a good position. Like, man, cut it out, yeah. Left them in a good position. I mean, I think the best position that you left them in was that there was nowhere left. but up. Left. That you <laughs> left. Right. You know, that was the position is that, hey, you know, we can only get better from here. Yeah. It should have been, the statement should have been, I, I think that I left, which put them in a good position. <laughs> I left them in a good position. I left, which put them in a good position. Yeah, that needs to be what he said. And not only that, when you think about the move to Los Angeles for the Rams, you could, if you're in that Rams organization, you couldn't have asked for a better first season being back in L.A. than having a team that people actually think or feel is a legitimate threat, uh, has a legitimate chance to represent the NFC in, in, in the playoffs, I mean, in the, in the Super Bowl. Dolphins, Chiefs, John Carlos is not here yet, but the Dolphins, this is what, the, this is what as, as my man would say, they are who we thought they were. Um, the Chiefs get right back on track. Um, I don't know how much of this is that the Chiefs are right back on track versus that they've just been playing, you know, the schedule's been in their favor. Uh, recently, but the NFL needs the Chiefs to be uh, another powerhouse. They they need another good team because right now I feel like we have a lot of teams that are gonna that people don't believe in, but by 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 a process of elimination they're gonna be in the playoffs. 
and the Jaguars are going to be in the playoffs. The Ravens are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, whether it be the Falcons or Seahawks, one of them teams is just they're just going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you need the Chiefs are in the playoffs. You need the Chiefs to be. Oh no, this is a team that can possibly beat the Patriots. I mean, that's that's what it lines up for you is that you need to have a team that can possibly beat the Patriots. And for the better half of the season, it looked like the Chiefs. You know, that was definitely a possibility. And then out the blue, they lose every time they step on the field. Um, they pick back up. I believe it's three wins in a row now. Again, uh, two in division, and then, you know, then the Dolphins come to town. But uh, hopefully the Chiefs are back on track and, and, and can make a real run. Um, yeah, I mean, the best part for the Chiefs, the best thing that happened to the Chiefs is that Oakland didn't turn out to be much of anything, and the, the, the Chargers just weren't as strong of a team. Uh, and, of course, you know, the quarterback problems that the Broncos are having. With that said, the Chiefs are still a very dangerous team because at any, at any time, Andy Reid may get his act together, and next thing you know, this team is going to put up 39, 40 points with, with explosive plays. Kareem um, Hunt, 29, so basically 30 carries. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, that was the recipe to success early on in the season was, was to feed Hunt, uh, put Alex Smith in positions where, where he can deliver the ball, mm -hmm. get Tyreek Hill involved, mm -hmm. uh, get the boy, uh, I think it's Kelsey, Kelsey get, the tight end. get him involved. And, you know, the Chiefs are doing it. If the Chiefs just don't turn the ball over and their defense can hold some of these high-powered offenses, um, if, if their defense can hold some of these high-powered offenses, then, you know, the Chiefs could be a dangerous team. I don't see them beating either the, the Steelers or the Patriots. And you're going to have to beat one, if not both of those teams, to qualify for the Super Bowl. But with that said, I think that this was about both teams being who they are. The Dolphins having to come to Kansas City versus having Kansas City come into Miami. Um, we got another situation where you had the Miami Dolphins. Had, they had to go play uh, a cold weather game in Kansas City. And those things, you know, I said it when they played Buffalo, that when they go to Buffalo, that they're going to lose just simply off of the cold weather. And I think that that's what happened um, in this game. So we'll see what's going to happen with the Kansas City Chiefs in the, uh, in the playoffs. I really wonder what happens next year for the Dolphins. Do they just bring, you know, just Jay Cutler just rides off into the sunset again? I, I, that I wonder, or do I wonder if Jay Cutler gets another job? Um, cause I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Jay Cutler was minding his business. He retired and the Dolphins called him. Um, yeah. Tannehill comes back next year. I, I'm sure Jay Cutler has no desire in entering a quarterback battle with Ryan Tannehill or anybody else for that matter either. Um, I wonder what Jay Cutler's future holds. Does he go to the booth and stay there? Does somebody contact him? Uh, right here where we are, it looks like there's probably going to be a quarterback opening. If. The Washington Redskins would be hilarious. Jay Cutler would be hilarious. There, put it this way: ninety-five percent of your of, of your fans. It's bad enough I listen to the radio and I'm hearing how, how many Redskins fans are jumping wagon. Mm -hmm. they're, they're going to other teams. You bring Jay Cutler here. You, you <laughs> bring Jay Cutler here. That would be that would be the end of it. They would probably call for for the owner to to hey look, you're just no longer our owner because right. you have no clue what you're doing. I don't think Jay Cutler is going to play for a team. I mean, if if you're an NFL team and you give Jay Cutler a, a phone call, then you I don't think that you're serious about about your franchise. I think that there are going to be too many good quarterbacks coming out in the draft. I think that there are too many quarterbacks that are sitting on people's benches, and I think there are going to be too many free agent quarterbacks that are good enough coming out this year that you don't have to you don't you don't have to bring Jay Cutler back, and then you have to see what the future holds with Tannehill. So, um, you know, the Dolphins are going to be the Dolphins. They're going to be in a division with the Patriots. They'll play the Patriots close like they always do, but at the end of the year, they're going to be at home like they, for the most part, they are, except for a week. Yep. Bills Patriots.
talk of the town. Patriots just keep on rolling. It. I don't know how somehow this game has been reduced to one touchdown catch that was or wasn't called. That was not called a catch, but I mean, like you said, Damien, it doesn't matter. They still lost by, you know, uh, yeah, 21 points. Had to, had to get off the sticks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 21, anybody who's ever played knows you get up 20, you go down 21, it's time to pass the controller. <laughs> yeah, so um, the Patriots is no surprise here. It's it's turn of the year. It's December, January, and the Patriots have 12 wins, just like we knew they would, and um, they're still rolling. Do you? Okay, let me ask you this story earlier in the week um, that was getting all this traction and all this. Uh, Belichick takes strips. Um, Brady's life coach, or we're going to call him. What are they calling him? Uh, he's, he's like his personal trainer. Personal trainer. His, Diet guy and all of that. Mm-hmm. He had all access to before it was. Uh, he was on the sideline. He had access to every tra- fly on the team, playing uh, sidelines, pretty much anywhere Tom Brady was. He was allowed to go. And the owner comes down this year and says this last week and said that he's not allowed on the sideline. He's not allowed on the team playing. I think he's not allowed in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You make anything of that? No. What you think about it? So. What do you make about it one way or the other in terms of that he won, he had that access before mm-hmm. and then it was stripped? Um, I, I think you have to be careful when you're talking about bringing in guys that handle things from a medical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because now you're talking about having that constant bumping of the head with the, with the athletic trainers. With the right. And if it's one thing I know being in, 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 in the training room for as long as I was in the training room, <laughs> is that if it's one thing those trainers don't want to have to deal with is is having people constantly contradicting and second, guessing, second what they're doing. guessing what they're doing. So I don't make anything of it. I, I think a lot of people want to make a big deal out of it because it's the Patriots. And people are always looking for a reason to say something negative about the Patriots, whether it's they're cheating when they're not, um, whether it's you know catches that are clearly by rule and complete passes. Um, you know, people just look for anything. That tra- I heard somebody say this. Uh, it was, uh, who's, who's the safety? Um, Rodney Harrison? No, no. Who's the safety that used to play for Pittsburgh? He's on ESPN now. Clark. Clark. Brian Clark. He said this yesterday. He said, when you're good and you do things the right way all of the time, people always look for a reason to try and bring you down. He said something along those lines. And I think that that's what the case is right here. People put it this way. That's not affecting the Patriots in any way, in my opinion. Because when it comes to game planning, he has nothing to do with the game plan. No, not at all. When it comes to Tom Brady executing the plays, then Tom Brady is, if you're the greatest quarterback of all, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you don't need your life coach on the sideline. I think that this is much to do about nothing. And I don't, I just don't think that it's relevant. The Here's what I got reading in between the lines. It says he's Brady's guy and fine. You're Brady, you earn the right, you want to do whatever you want, fine. Now, here's where the problem comes is when me and Damien, receivers and a linebacker, we start talking to your guy, mm-hmm. okay? So now we're, I'm, I'm treating my ankle and we're in the training room. Is, you know, hey, did you do those things we told you to do? No, um, uh, Tom Brady's guy told us to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, dude, you, I get, like you said, I'm the trainer. I tell you to do yeah. something, I expect you to do something. Yeah. What Tom wants to do with his trainer on his time, that's fine. That's yeah. him. But what we're not going to have is this guy in the building second-guessing and telling us what we're doing. Yeah. Especially when those yeah. guys start talking about the, you know, oh, we're going to treat it with kale shake instead. Of, you know what I mean? Like, you took a kale shake instead, <laughs> instead of taking treatment this morning? Like, yeah. That's like, man, no. So I'd imagine sooner or later somebody who has a medical degree says, listen, 
If you guys think that kale shakes are the answer to all your problems, mm -hmm. me and my medical degree are just going to leave the building and go somewhere mm -hmm. where our advice is wanted. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I read between the lines yeah. to be it's just like, dude, you're not a doctor. And we like you. If Tom wants to go off the ranch and, and, and get his treatment from you, mm -hmm. he's 40 years old. He's, he's I guess he's earned that right. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But we're not going to have every, our player. You're not the new uh, medical staff for the yeah, Patriots. Yeah, you, you don't you don't want that in your locker room. I mean, you, you don't want that. You don't want your medical staff to have to go through that. I mean, I remember, um, I remember, you know, I was playing with a particular team, and I had an ankle injury, and I could not shake this ankle injury, and I went and saw, um, I saw a chiropractor. I've been going through all this treatment trying to get my ankle right, and, and it just seems like nothing is working. Well, I go see the chiropractor, and he's like, oh, your ankle's out of place. Next thing you know, I feel like I got a brand new ankle. So as a player, you're looking, you're saying, okay, well, I've been doing all this treatment. I've been doing all this ice and stem and all this, that, and the third. You mean to tell me that these trainers could not tell me that my ankle was out of place? Like, now, these are things where, okay, where... where Do you say something? So I'm dying to know what... I mean, I mean, no, because, because you don't want to create, you don't want to create that. Now, I think you can say something, but I think it's about how you say it. Now, if I go in there and I'm and I'm talking down on the training staff, then that's going to be an issue. But if I go in there and I'm saying, put it this way, there are one or two ways you can handle this. You can either go into the training staff and you can talk down on them, make them feel like they're nothing, or you can go and talk to them about what you did, what you've experienced, how it's helped your body with the hope that they can implement this with their training. With that said, um, you, don't want, you don't want that issue. I mean, think about how many... Think about how many players you hear over the years, especially with baseball and the whole steroids world. They were seeing this guy, and they were seeing that guy, and all these guys were giving mm -hmm. a whole bunch of prescriptions. Well, all of that's going to fall back on the New England Patriots. So I agree with the decision. I, I don't think that it's going to be much of a – I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think it'll be a situation where during the offseason, maybe these guys are going to go and talk to Tom Brady's guy. But during the middle of the season, one thing Coach Belichick ain't got no time for. He ain't got no time for drama. He is not about that drama. And, and I think Mr. Kraft stepped in and he got on top of the situation before it got out of hand. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree with all of that. Um, the Bills, 8-7, and seven, another team that, you know, for the better half of the second half of the season, were, were still alive for the playoffs and in control of their own destiny. Just some, They threw away a game in San Diego mm -hmm. with, the, with the quarterback experience. Um, I feel like they just mismanaged the season. They did. I mean, when you did what you did with Tyrod Taylor, that to, for, to me that was it. That that, that was it for you. Dude, I, I mean, you know, you have to play. You have to play the New England Patriots twice. Clearly, you don't want Tyrod Taylor as your as your quarterback. But what I'm seeing is a Buffalo Bills team. Uh, first of all, we knew they were going to lose the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I mean, they weren't going to beat the Patriots. Um, but what you're dealing with, and then what you saw, and you talk about this, was a Buffalo Bills team. I think they came out and played for Tyrod. I think they fought for Tyrod. Excuse me, but with that said, um, you know I just don't I, I just don't see Buffalo qualifying for the playoffs, man. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and I like the boy McCoy. I like McCoy. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the other little scat backs and things of that nature, but he has a certain heart level that I don't think that a lot of these other scat backs who came before him um, that that that. He has that. He's no, he's an every down back. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. he's definitely an every down. Back. I think he's the closest thing that we've seen since Barry Sanders. You know, in terms of 
He's, he's agile, makes people miss, but he's also, he'll run in between the tackles, too. It's yeah. not all about making people yeah. miss. Yeah. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll run in between the tackles, too, and he'll catch, and he, he'll pass protect, he'll do it. Yeah. Stiff arm, he yeah. does all of that, yeah. you know? Like, he's yeah. he's an every down back. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, Saints-Falcons. Both of these teams had a lot to prove and a lot, a lot on the line. And, again, the Falcons, I, mm. in a game that was must win for their playoff hopes, they don't win. Mm-hmm. I, I told you, I, I never... In all of my sports watching careers, I don't think there's a, a nickname that was more unsuited for the person, or not. Let me put it this way: wasn't earned like Matty Ice. Right, yeah, <laughs> like I, I, where did that come from? I'm you know, you when we were growing up, Harbaugh was Captain Comeback. You know why? Because he had a lot of comebacks. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Somebody was the Rocket because their arm was the Rocket. Yeah, Matty Ice. <laughs> why is he Matty Ice? What What is so? What What, what this There's no reputation of him being. Calm under pressure, you know what I mean? Oh, Matty Ice does it again. When? Sorry. Dude's got talent for days around him. Everywhere you look, it's it, it just talent. Mm-hmm. Talented receivers, talented tight ends, talented running backs, talented offensive linemen, talented fullbacks, talented everything since he's been in the league. And last year we got one Super Bowl appearance where everything lined up perfect. You get a what is it, 25, almost 30-point lead, and you don't score again. Mm-hmm. Matty Ice? What? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, you know, it, it's crazy because at the beginning of the season, I had the Saints winning this division. Which I didn't see. And, you know, a lot of people thought maybe I was crazy or losing my mind with it. But a lot of that was because of I thought that they signed because they signed Adrian Peterson that their run game would be better. And that's going to be the thing that's going to get them over the top. You were but, right. Halfway right. Well, without Adrian Peterson, that <laughs> right. run game has, you know, I'm happy for Mark Ingram, man, because I really thought that this guy was headed to being a bust. But you know what I'm, you know, the, the, the person that I think should get a lot of credit for what's happening is Sean Payton. Because he went from going, he went from putting everything on Drew Brees to put, to creating an offense in, in a situation where he's got the run game going. And with Drew Brees, if you have a run game, and I said this all year long, the last time the man had a dominant, the last time he had a, a respectable run game, he went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Won the Super Bowl, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think that that's the same thing here. And that defense, man, surprisingly, that up. defense has stepped up this Come year. So. This isn't a Rex Ryan defense. Come, I mean, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, no, this defense has really stepped up. As far as the Falcons are concerned, um, I'm going to call conspiracy on this because, you know, they have a game coming up this week against the Carolina Panthers who have already clinched the playoff spot. All right. If the Seahawks win their game and the Falcons lose, the Seahawks are going to be in the playoffs. And I've said this all year long. I don't care how the Seahawks look during the regular season. If this team qualifies for the playoffs, this is a very, very dangerous team. With that said, and I I know I'm getting ahead of myself on this one, I'm going to pick the Falcons to beat Carolina because I don't think any of – there's only one team, in my opinion, who really wants to play the Seahawks in the NFC, and that is the Rams. Outside of that, I don't think the Saints want to see the Seahawks. I don't think the Falcons want to see the Seahawks. And I don't even think the Carolina Panthers, regardless if these teams have beat the Seahawks before, the Seahawks are a different monster. So the Falcons have to come out and take care of business uh, this upcoming week when they play the Carolina Panthers. And as far as the whole Matty Ice thing, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I tell you what, Julio Jones, seven catches for 149 yards. But here's the difference. He did not get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. They need Julio. I think he has like three touchdowns on the year. Yeah. Something and, crazy. And, and I think halfway through the season, he only had like one red zone target. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. So, so the Falcons have to figure that out. But also, people got to realize with the Falcons that you lost your offensive coordinator, who when he was with the Redskins, he made some noise. 
and we're talking about Kyle Shanahan. If you look at what Kyle Shanahan is doing as a play caller and as a head coach out there in San Francisco, these Falcons are really missing him. So, you know, the Saints took care of business. I think it was an overall team. This Saints team is, is better than the Falcons. Um, it's just a matter of, of seeing what the Falcons Going back to what you're saying about Peyton and that he, he deserves a lot of credit. And I agree with everything you said and, and I'm taking one step further. One thing that I also think he deserves a lot of credit for is not is – not, uh, succumbing to the Adrian Peterson hype, right? Because oh, yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. it was, uh, and it's not a lot of coaches who would have the freedom to do that, right? You said, this year going into, we're going to, we're going to be more committed to their run, okay? I went and got out, you, I went and got you the greatest runner, arguably the greatest runner of the ball of all time. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to use him though. You know what I mean? And most people would be like, you know, you got to play him, you got to play him. And every time he lost, why are we, why is he getting more carries? Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. Not only am I not going to play him, <laughs> couldn't get him out of here all the way together. And what I told you is, like, Adrian Peterson was third on the depth chart for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, and I get it, you guys. His name is Adrian Peterson. That's great. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, and Mark Ingram and Kamara may never even sniff the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. That's great. But I'm Sean Payton. This is what I'm doing, and, and I'm going to do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I said I was going to run the ball, mm -hmm. and I think these two are the best running back. And management... To kudos to them for saying, you know what, Sean Payton, you're the man. We're going to blabber by what you're saying, and we'll get Adrian Peterson up out of here, get a draft pick for him or something. You two, you think these two running backs are good enough to do it? And I'll be damned, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, those two running backs both made the Pro Bowl. Put it this way, you got two running backs in the Pro Bowl. That's Put it this way, on the Saints. From the Saints. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the, you know what I mean? From the Saints. Right. That's a lot to be said right there. But here's what Asia Peterson is not going to give you. He's not going to give you seven catches for 58 yards. No. All right, that's what come on. Now, he may catch a screen pass, but he's not going to give you what these other backs give you as an overall mm -hmm. running back. And when you look at Sean Payton, I mean, you got to look at that coaching tree that he comes from. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's been under Bill Parcells. Oh, is he on the Parcells? Yeah, I believe that he's with that Parcells, that Coughlin, and all that. He's he's with that family. So, you it ain't gonna be too much that you could tell him. Sean Payton don't play these games, man. Sean Payton don't play. He's not one of these coaches that's gonna come in and ah uh, wipe his hair and ah uh, you know guys <laughs> come on. No, he's gonna crush you out. He's gonna tell you exactly what it is, and you're seeing the results of that. You look at the fact they have Ted Ginn out there. Um, you know, this team is really taking care of business right now. It's going to be, and, and I think that this whole division has made the playoffs this upcoming year very interesting. And the thing is, is that they have that one card that they just keep in their pocket, that, that Drew Brees card. You That's, know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Like, because uh, you know it's coming. One of, like, one of these games is going to be 37 for 42 with 450 yards passing, five touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, it's coming. Because we saw what happened here against the Redskins. They were down, what was it, like 13, 14 points yes. with, with yes. three or four minutes left in the game. Yes. And he goes 11 for 11 with two touchdowns mm -hmm. and takes them down the field twice. So it's like, yeah. you know, again, it reminds me a lot of later in Elway's career when they, you know, they put the, they put everything on Terrell Davis mm -hmm. and the running game and the defense. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, you know, every once in a while, Elway going into his phone booth, put on a Superman cape mm -hmm. and be like, yo, don't get it twisted. I, mm -hmm. I can still do it. Still dial it up for a quarter or so when need be, and that's why I feel like Drew Brees is getting it later in his career. The game they're, they're replying on the running game, mm -hmm. and Drew Brees is just sitting back and riding and riding the wave. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And 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 that, that's awesome. I'm happy for Drew Brees. Yeah, least, me too. That's Drew Brees and that city. They're easy. They're very easy to um to root for. Uh, next game we will go to the Chargers at the Jets. Um, Chargers. I'm just make this. The Chargers were got off to a late start. Uh, 
Everybody else in the division couldn't buy a win. They went and, and you know cleaned up during that time, and now it's almost like you just kind of ran out of steam. Maybe a little, little the push started a little too late. Yeah, but I, I don't think Chargers are. Are they out of the playoffs? No, I don't think they're, they're out. Of they're it. not out. I mean, this, this what Tennessee does is it, man. <laughs> what Tennessee does is going to, is going to be huge, man. Because if if you look at this right now, both the Chargers and the Bills are both tied at eight and seven. We know that the Chargers have the uh, the tiebreaker there. All right. Uh, if the Tennessee Titans lose this, and the Chargers win, the Titans are I mean the Chargers are in the playoffs. All right. So uh, regardless of, of of how your season is gone, the fact that you're moving and you're playing in a soccer stadium. <laughs> um, to have your season start off the way it did and then to finish strong enough where you actually qualify for the playoffs. If you're a Charger, just like the Rams, your first move to L.A., things looked up for you. If you just somehow are able to make it to the playoffs, that's that's the Chargers team that's headed in the right direction. The Jets are the Jets. Um, and, and really for, for the Chargers, it's really all about go take care of business and then just wait and see what, what Tennessee does. The Jets, I, I think the Jets are, are going to be a team. They're going to have to have a big offseason this year. I really think the Jets are going to have to have a huge offseason this year because, you know, you don't know what's going on in Miami at quarterback. You don't know what's going on in Buffalo at quarterback. And right now you have no idea what's going on in New York with the quarterback position. Um, so as far as the Jets are concerned, this is going to have to be a big offseason for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Broncos, Redskins, two teams that both had playoff hopes going into the season and both of them won't even be anywhere close to the playoffs. You know what? And, and I said this, and this was just purely out of just disgust for Redskins. I thought the Broncos were going to beat the Washington Redskins. This was just a battle of two teams that absolutely suck. And and, <laughs> and the Redskins were just the better of the two. And I think this game came down to who, which team had the best quarterback. And, and clearly Kirk Cousins is, is – is, is the better quarterback. Um, you know, I, I thought that whatever team got out on top, the other team will quit. I just thought that it would be the other way around. And and you're not going to win many games if you have Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler's about to, start, about to ball, implement that right there. Throwing the ball 38 times, and you only ran C.J. Anderson 16. I mean, he had 16 carries for 88 yards. Right. How do you not continue to go right. against that right. man? How do you continue... How do you not continue to feed that man a ball against a defense that has proven all year long that they want no part of handling backs who are coming downhill at them? So the Broncos got their work cut out for them. Um, you know, the Redskins, for the Redskins, it's really all about what you do this offseason. I really don't think there's much more. Again, I told you, I think that Kirk Cousins' marriage and Redskins is – I feel like they're that couple who's been in marriage canceling for three years. You've been married for four years. And you've been in counseling for three. You know what I mean? Like that, That's what the Redskins are and, and Kirk Cousins are. And and all of her friends don't think the marriage is going to work. All his friends don't think the marriage is going to work. Mm -hmm. And you guys kind of come home every day and look at each other like, huh, the hell am we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, And and it's time to go. It's it, it's time to go your separate ways. You guys have been in marriage counseling for three years and only been married for four years. Well, I'm going to tell you what, for Kirk Cousins, you know, Depending on what, what, what San Francisco does with Garoppolo, everybody was talking about Kirk going to San Francisco. Yeah, I think that's done. That may yeah. be out. That ship is done. Um, you, you have no idea what's going to take place in Denver as far as what draft pick they're going to have. Are they going to go with a young guy? Yeah, you might you, you like Kirk with Arizona. Um, you know, Kirk can possibly go to Jacksonville. But with Kirk I, got options, man. Kurt has options, but I think his options are with, with what Garoppolo is doing out there. And when you look at what people are talking about with this draft coming up, 
I think Kurt's options as far as going to good teams, I think it's starting. I think it's starting to slip away. Garoppolo, I mean, Garoppolo took one spot. That's he, good. He's he got, took he's the up. main spot. Right, he's locked up. But I don't even think we have to look any further than the team he just played. Like if I'm, we just saw earlier, we saw Earl Thomas go <laughs> over to the Cowboys team and tell them, tell the coach, hey, you, and look, don't forget about me. Pick me up whenever you get a chance. Yeah, I, I think Kirk Cousins should have been. He's probably just a classier guy, and a smarter guy. Mm -hmm. Probably gave the coach one of. the you know what I'm saying? It was yeah, like, call me. You know what I mean? Like, no, no need to make it public, but give me a call. Let's talk. Yeah, and, I'm with and, you on that. And their team is ready to win now. Like, I don't think John Elway's not, I think John Elway has zero interest in rebuilding. All right, it's, it's reload and let's go. You know what I mean? I don't think he's looking. He's got Von Miller, who he just gave a quadrillion dollars to, and a couple other players on the defense he just gave a quadrillion dollars to. It's like, yo, I, I'm not paying Von Miller for us to be rebuilding. I got a defense that can win now. Just want a quarterback. He's got receivers. You know, I, I, I want a quarterback who can put us in a place to win now. Let's go get this quarterback and go get it. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is plug and play. I really feel like Kirk I, Cousins is playing. I'm, play. I'm with you 100% on that. I think that right now for Kirk Cousins, it's two teams. It's the Denver Broncos and it's the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's what it comes down to. If Kirk stays in Washington and he gets paid this ridiculous Scott, amount of yeah, money, right, right. he's going to spend the rest of his career constantly being scrutinized with every little thing that he does. You still have the RG3 lovers. Uh, you have to look at the fact that I don't think that Kurt, although he is, he has shown that he's a better quarterback than, than a lot of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. You can't continue to throw red zone interceptions. Um, and, and you just can't continue to throw red zone interceptions. With that said, I think that Kurt Cousins is a heck of a quarterback. And it, it, it really is just going to come down to, we just really have to wait and see. You just got to wait and see what's going to happen with that. But I believe that Kirk Cousins wants to test free agency. And if you're the Washington Redskins, I truly believe that. Ford, James, come over here. If you're the Washington Redskins, I truly believe that you, um, if you're the Washington Redskins, you know, if you franchise Kirk Cousins this year, I think you got to franchise him to, to. Come over here. I think you got to franchise him to trade him because you're not going to franchise him to. You're not going you're not going to franchise him just to pay him $34 million. And I'm just going to say this. I think that they purposely put Kurt in a position with the hope that he was going to fail, with the hope that they can get him at a cheaper price. James, you, uh, for those who are watching, James Foy here, who's a buddy of mine, one of the uh, always here watching the Redskins. And I know you diehard Redskins fan. Watch all the Redskins game. All of you dead into that. Give me your, your as from a Redskins perspective, A1 is normally our, our Redskins guy. Tell me, what, what are your thoughts on, on Kirk Cousins? What's your problem with Kirk Cousins? Well, my problem is he get all the stats and the numbers. It's just intangibles. When I say intangibles, when the game is close and we need a drive, he becomes uneasy, and you can see it in his face. And with him, he's not a main ingredient. See, like Aaron Rodgers, because you can pay that money. Aaron Rodgers. He, Why do people say listen, that as if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers grows on trees? He's not Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. He's not Tom Brady. Even Matthew Stafford. There we go. That's a regular quarterback. Okay. But when the, the clutch <laughs> and comes, the Kirk Cousins is a regular quarterback. But when the clutch comes, Matthew Stafford. Has it's done what? Seven times I'm telling you. What has Matthew Stafford but done? Comes, my whole thing about Kurt is, look, it's cool to pay him. You can pay him, but we have other needs. Because you just can't get him just by itself. He needs a running back and a defense. With a strong running back and a defense? Yeah, because I don't like him throwing the ball 40 times. I don't want the ball in his hands. I'd rather him just be not just a little bit more than the game manager. 
Like, he could do what Joe Flacco did, you know? But I just don't want... I actually even think he... He's better than Joe Flacco, I, I think on Now, Joe Flacco on that playoff run played out of his mind. He, yeah. he, he played... He, he, he was Aaron Rodgers during that playoff run. But I haven't seen this, what, what we've seen from Flacco since then. I think Kirk Cousins is much better than what we've seen from Flacco Look, since then. I will take eight years of not making a playoff for one Super Bowl run. But that's just how I, I feel. I just, I just want to. So, you know? so if Kirk Cousins isn't the answer, what is? That's a hard question. I mean, we have a lot of. Other a one says he agrees with you. Go ahead. We got. We have a lot of other needs that we need to fill. I mean, but my whole thing is, you're not going to sit here and pay him thirty three million again for no, one year. I put you on that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to just wash your hands with it. And then and then start the Colt McCoy era or draft no, the quarterback and start. Draft the, you got to start all over because you so have yeah, chances. So, and, see, that's that and, is the GM fail every year. So Kirk doesn't want to stay here. Kirk, like, okay, I can go and make my money regardless. So, so, so your option is one: we're going to start all the way over with the GM who is not proved. There's no reason to believe that that he's knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. So you're saying we're going to get rid of Kirk. We're going to start over. And hand the keys to another guy. Once the GM again makes some more bad decisions for us and find us another quarterback, he's shown no nothing to suggest but, but, that but, but he can make I, a team a better place. This I do it. If you get rid of Kirk, you gotta get rid of the coach too. Okay, and, 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 and but what about the, the GM? Coach, huh? What yeah. about? But the GM is not gonna go. They're not gonna fire the GM because he, you know, he's Danny's boy. I don't think the GM has done a great job. This offensively. But this Bruce game. Allen is more than the GM. He's like the well, director, so that, he's not going Put it nowhere. this way. When you do not have a blocking tight end and you do not have a fullback on your roster, you have totally missed when it comes to the running back position. Mm. All right? You have totally missed. All right? You have guys who fumble, who do not understand the passing game. You have guys. You have a guy in Matt Jones who I think he was a – I don't know what. That's, I was just about to ask you. It was high, But dude is not even in the, in, in, in the National Football League anymore. I think if you part ways with Kirk Cousins, I think that you go after Alex Smith because I think you're going to get him for cheaper. With that, you draft the guy to come in and learn from Alex Smith. The last thing the Redskins need is a rookie quarterback to come in here with mm -hmm. the madness that's going mm -hmm. on in Washington. You mm -hmm. don't need that. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a blocking tight end. Get yourself a fullback. And get veteran running backs in here. That's what the Redskins need. Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, I think that he's done a great job with the garbage that he has had to work with <laughs> because he's had garbage. You've had, you have you have a number three wide receiver in Crowder, which I said coming into this season, he's going to have to prove that he's something without Deshaun Jackson and without Pierre Garçon. You totally missed with Terrell Pryor. That was just something that should not have happened. Scott McLuhan said that when you made the decision to start Kirk Cousins, you need to sign Kirk Cousins now. So once again, it comes back to Redskins management. You did not sign the guy when you had an opportunity to sign him because you all because some because a lot of people was around here still stroking RG three. This is where the issue comes in. The Redskins are make or the Redskins are are dealing with not paying Kirk Cousins up front. So what do the Redskins do? If you keep Kirk Cousins, I do not think that you're going to have enough money to get the pieces around here that you need. I just don't think you're going to have it. I think from a defensive standpoint, I think the Redskins did a good job in this offseason and in this draft. I think you part ways with Breland. All right? If you can get yourself another veteran corner in here, 
that's not going to demand a lot of money, who can give you two years of being opposite of Norman with Swearinger back there with the hope that Nicholson can come back and stay healthy, I think you have a solid secondary. You have to sign the boy Brown back, your linebacker. You have to bring him back. Yeah, I think I you have that. enough competition down at your front four that if you just get yourself another defensive end to play opposite Kerrigan, I think that the Redskins' defense is solid enough for you to win. But I can care less what you do. If you do not get a blocking tight end, if you do not get a fullback, and you do not get a veteran running back, I can care less what you give Kirk Cousins. I can care less who the quarterback is. The Redskins will not win. Well, this is not my problem. My problem is this. This is what I go back to. <laughs> the problem is you root for the wrong team. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> my problem is this. So what happened week 17 versus the, the Giants? When they was trying to lay it down, who laid the egg? Who you talking about last year? Yeah. I mean, talking about Kirk Cousins? Just go to play on. You lay the egg. When we played Green Bay last year, we made a playoff. After the third quarter, Kirk, Kirk Cousins just disappeared. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> intangibles, man. I, I, I don't care about all that. But when the mob was on the line, I want you to be, because you look at other quarterbacks' face, you already know. I don't even care if Jameis Winston a fair, but you look at his face, he looked confident. Kirk Cousins <laughs> looked uneasy. He looked uneasy. Like, you can't go into and then you play everything the whole year and you come down to that. The New I Orleans game. Fair. Just I like, think, just think, New, I, Orleans, I know you saw. I like know the you New saw Orleans Saints game. We're driving. Dude, you just threw a pass like you had got that Horosity Blues. Like, why you throw a pass there, intentional ground? It kills you. Now, that right there, I still don't understand. It was a game last year. I still don't understand. It was understand. before the half versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This dude downed the ball when we spoke. He didn't know what to do. He lost confusion to everything. I don't I want that. I think that's fair. Now, I think for those that's reasons, fair. that's why I don't want to give Kirk Cousins the money that he's uh -huh. asking for. But you're the Redskins. You've put yourself Self in this position. position. You have put yourselves in this position. You had an opportunity to commit to this man for for a lot less, which would have given you more money to put towards other positions that in the event that Kirk Cousins is not the guy, you're still solid at the other positions, which makes it a lot easier to bring in a vet, uh, to bring in a rookie when you're surrounding him with veterans who have taken care of business. With that said, Kirk Cousins, from the time that he has been a starting quarterback in the National Football League, has never had a good tight end, has never had a good fullback, and has never had a good running game. And when you're talking about offensive linemen who get hurt, you know who make up for hurt offensive linemen? Running backs and tight ends. When you're having injuries and you have offensive linemen who don't know what they're doing, you know who pick up the slack for them? Your running backs and your tight ends. Those are things that Kirk Cousins does not have. I think the big issue with Kirk Cousins is the amount of money that he is going to demand. That is the big issue. I think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. I, I think that he's that. a quarterback that can lead the Redskins, but the Redskins have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of pieces that they need that I can care less who your quarterback is. Unless you bring in the Tom Brady or unless you bring in the Aaron Rodgers, if you do not get some veterans on the offensive side of the ball, your team will struggle. I'm going to say one thing before I depart. I remember a game this year, the Redskins. I don't know what game. We lost, but Kirk Cousins had a good game. So they asked Kirk, asked Kirk about the game, and this guy says, I'm a little bit more process oriented instead of instead of results so know what that's telling me who's that like you all you care about is the process you don't care about winning as long as you look good there's a process to win no he said i'm a little bit more process origin than the results so i'd rather you go throw for 125 yards you know what you he meant by that you know what he meant by that because there are some people the only thing they care about is the results 
But those of us who grow and we learn, we pay attention to the process because we know that the process, the result is a direct reflection of the process. That's what it comes down to. So when Kirk Cousins is talking about the process, he's not just talking about, okay, we want to win this one game and we just want to have this one season. He's talking about a process of continuing to get better, continuing to mature, and understanding that these are the things that have to be done. Everybody laughed or made fun of Kirk Kirk Cousins, when he talked about the process, well, let me tell you right now, the New England Patriots have a process. Yeah, but that's, that's what they No, no, they, they, but either that, way, we're anomaly. still talking about a process. The Look, big the issue with Kirk Cousins. Player plays four years. I want results. Right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, seven, eight years for a process. At the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. The Redskins should have signed Kirk Cousins mm -hmm. when he yeah, first made him the starter. Okay. Yeah. With that said, and, I, and I'm seeing where the Redskins offered Kurt uh, uh, for three years in a row long-term deals that he did not accept. Now that's on Kurt Cousins if he thinks that he's worth Tom Brady and 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 and, and Aaron Rodgers type money. At the end of the day, what this does come down to is, is and I, I'm not one to say this, is that, but I, I look at football players now. Go get your money. This league doesn't care about you. Okay? <laughs> so you go get your money. So if Kirk Cousins wants to put himself in a position that he wants to get his money at the end of the day, somebody's going to give him that money, whether it's the Washington Redskins or not. What the Washington Redskins need to do is either make a decision. Either you're going to pay this man what he wants or you just go ahead and you part ways with this man because you're hurting your franchise by continuing to just hang him out there, regardless of what the situation is. If you franchise Kirk Cousins this year, I believe you franchise him and you trade him because if you franchise him, you're not serious about signing him. And nine times out of ten, if you franchise Kirk Cousins this year, he is gone next year. So you franchise him to trade him or you don't franchise him. You shake his hand. You say thank you for your services and you move on with your football team. Because I'm going to tell you right now, what the Washington Redskins fans don't want to continue to deal with is having to watch the Dallas Cowboys finish with a better record than them. That the, rest, the Washington Redskins fans don't want to have to deal with. Another thing the Washington Redskins fans don't want to have to deal with is the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are getting better. They're going to get better. They're a young team that continues to get better. The Eagles are a team that's going to get better. The Giants are a team that, yes, they went through their situation, but guess what? They're going to get better. The Washington Redskins are the one team in this division that, that is bipolar. So either sign Kirk Cousins this year, or you franchise him to trade him. But all of this, oh, we're going to tag him for one other year. Kirk Cousins right now is not a quarterback that is going to get you to a Super Bowl. Now, if Tom Brady became available, or you said, <laughs> hey, I want to give Tom Brady 34 or $40 million for one season, guess what? Come I'm on, with it because think, he's earned. I think Jimmy Garoppolo better than him. He only started five games. You think he's better than what, Kirk Cousins? Yes. I think he got it in the clutch. That's what I mean. I just think he, he comes through. He came up one of the best. I'm just saying, I think he'd come through. I think Garoppolo has more Anytime dogs we have out there a, in San Francisco than Kirk Cousins has here in Anytime Washington. Anytime we have a last drive, yeah. I'm already nervous. Like, don't throw a pick off. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. I'm with you 100% on that. I'm with you 100% on that. But do something to take the load off of it. All right. Thank you for it. Appreciate right. you. I wanted to get a... Because that's the sentiment here in D.C. Like, he's not alone. That's yeah. that, that, That's the voice. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, so I wanted to get a temperature of the D.C. fans, and A1 is chiming in, and he's, I, I know he agrees 100% with what he says. I don't know. I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out. I don't, I don't know how I can get it off. I'm trying to get back to what it was saying. But, um, and, and, you know, I think Ford made a lot of great points. No, he did. He made a lot of great points. He, 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 he made, made a lot, lot of great, great points. points. 
And um, while I, I consider myself a, a bit of a um, of a of a of a um, what's it called cousins fan, just I mean it's not even necessarily say a fan. I just feel like he's getting a raw deal, a raw deal here. But I do think Floyd was. I can I have to agree. If you're going to agree with people, I have to agree with him saying that he does look a little uneasy in the in the big moments. I did. I did notice that he looked. He looked a little uh, uneasy. I, I can't agree with him on that. That in big moments, the facial expression kind of looks uneasy. But you know what? Um, Eli also has this kind of odd-looking face all the time. When, mm-hmm. but but he's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I mean, he. You could definitely accuse him of looking lost or, or whatever the case may be. Hey, Ford, come fix this real quick. So um, anyway, let's move on. That was a great segment to have um, one of these Redskins fans talk about what was really going on with. Uh, with what, what the Redskins' uh, situation is. Back to the scores. Get back to what the comments read. The comments. I don't know what that is. What was the next game? Got another game. We did Broncos. Uh, we haven't did the Seahawks game. Seahawks, Cowboys. We did the, 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 the Jacksonville, San Francisco. We did that. We you know we can go to Giants, Cardinals. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what there is to say about that. And no, we did. We can go Jacksonville, San Fran. Jacksonville, San Fran. Uh, Garoppolo, 40, 44 points in the game. And he does look like he has that intangible. But he also, he he, he, he did come up in that system, like D, like uh, D said. It, just all the way wise. And I, and I think that, I think when you get a Patriots quarterback and a guy who's that understudy from that, if he's willing to learn, there's a lot to learn. And and being calm. And, and he did it. The 49ers thing is... Definitely look bright. The future looks better. Things are going on the up and up. Um, kind of wish Navarro hadn't jumped ship and he was around to help. But you know what? He didn't want to. Have, he had no interest in being in a rebuild. And now it'll be on the Raiders. We have no interest in being in the playoffs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, you know, I guess it all worked out, right? You know what I mean? I'm sure that's not what he thought. I mean that 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 was going to happen. But uh, Jacksonville, they're the one that's kind of a little puzzling because I'm watching the fantasy focus before the game, and they're saying get all of your forty, get all your forty ers out. Don't start them. The Jacksonville defense. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a shutout. You know the, the, that defense is, is really good. You can't score on them. They're suffocating. Da da da. And San Fran goes out there, and scores forty four on them. Whoever thought that clearly did not watch the show last week, because I made it clear that the forty ers were going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you? Did you pick the 49ers? Yeah, I picked the 49ers. Good call. Jaguars. You looked at me like I was crazy. I, I, which, I'm, which I'm sure I'm, I'm sure a lot of people felt the same way. I think that this 49ers team, um, Garoppolo is just changing everything. You, you know, it, it makes sense. I love what the 49ers did with him. They signed him and they didn't start him for, I think, like three or four weeks. Yes, no, so they brought him in, gave him time to learn the system, gave him an opportunity to learn his players. And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know if if you just thought that you were going to show up and 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 just just pretty much maybe maybe you thought you was going to just destroy this team maybe maybe it was the flight across the country. But <laughs> what you're seeing is that against good quarterbacks, Jacksonville's defense just got shredded. But not only that, we we said the key to beating Jacksonville was what you're going to have to do: get up early, yeah. and force the Blake Bortles show. Yeah, Blake Bortles. If, if I'm a defensive uh, coordinator. And I can get Blake Bortles throwing the ball fifty times and Leonard Fournette running eighteen. Mm-hmm. I like I'll take my chances. You, yep. you know what I mean? That that's the ratio I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles fifty, 
uh, Fournette 18. Yeah. Like, you know, that, like, that, that, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for because I'm pretty sure that a Blake Bortles throws. Now, coming into this game, everybody was talking about the, this little great stretch that Blake Bortles was on. I think he was in a three or four game stretch of doing everything known to man, and he was Aaron Rodgers reincarnated. And that's fine. And every quarterback has this point in their career where they go through that, and that's fine. But you normally, you're going to come back down to earth unless there's very few stay at that level. So, I'm willing to bet that if Blake Bortles throws the ball 50 times in a game, I'm going to get one for sure, two, and a good chance of three interceptions. Mm -hmm. And in this game, he threw the ball 50 times. They got three interceptions, mm -hmm. two touchdowns, three interceptions. And and I think that's what happens is that if you want to beat Jacksonville, force them into a shootout. And if you force them into a shootout, Blake Bortles is going to start doing things that he has no business doing. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, but I'm going to go back to something that you used to say, that you would say about um, about teams who just have these these winning streaks that you need them to lose at least one game. I think for Jacksonville heading into the playoffs, I think that this was a humbling experience. Um, if you're Tennessee, you have to believe that Tom Coughlin is going to you know those. I know Tom Coughlin is not the coach out there in Jacksonville, but he understands the importance of going into the playoffs with some momentum. Um, so I would fully expect Jacksonville to bounce back. But I think that what happened was the 49ers pretty much just gave the recipe for. For for beating Jacksonville, and when you're talking about having a possible Baltimore Ravens versus Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round of the playoffs, you know it wouldn't be too far fetched to say the Baltimore win that game. No, 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 no. If if you can put the ball, if you can take the ball out of Leonard Fournette's hand, who like Gurley are special, mm -hmm. he's a very special running back. Yeah. If you can get the ball out of his hand mm -hmm. and into Blake Bortles' hands, yeah, you got a really good chance. Yeah, Man, you you, yeah. you got a really good chance. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, and and you know that's 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 a good win for the 49ers, man. I mean, it I, can't, is. I can't say enough. I, I'm really impressed with what with what Kyle. They just moved down the draft board. I mean, but hope they pass us. Then they already passed us. I mean, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think that they have. Look at what they did last year. How you know, many draft picks they have? Yeah, they right. have a whole rack of draft picks. I don't really think that they're overly concerned with where they pick in the draft. They have enough draft picks to be able to maneuver their way around the draft to be able to make moves this year the same way they did last year. If you're Jacksonville, you just want to go out here and get this win against Tennessee. If I'm 49ers and I'm a 49ers fan, you know who I'm looking at right now? The Rams. And I'm saying we could do what they did. Yeah. Easy. Well, one day they got their quarterback. Goff got in last year, played a little mm -hmm. bit, and came back this year, and he's an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at them. Last year the Rams probably going to finish with like what they had, about five wins, six wins. Mm -hmm. And then, bam, one year later – they're winning the division and they're 12. And there's no reason that the 49ers can't say, we can do that. We got our quarterback of the future. We got some draft picks to build around. <laughs> we got a new coaching system and everything. Next year, there's no reason that we can't get 12 wins. And we're winning without our number one receiver. Yeah. <laughs> you're winning without your number one receiver. And uh, just to, just to kind of add on to that point, if you're the 49ers, you got, I, I would look at it, I would take it a step further and say, hey, you know, the Redskins offense, Redskins weren't winning game, but when Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator, they were still putting up yards. That man leaves, goes to the Falcons, they play in the Super Bowl. The guy who steps in his place as the offensive coordinator, guess what he does? He's got he's he's got a head coaching job. After being offensive coordinator with the Washington Redskins, well, guess what? They put up a rack of numbers. All right, and now he has his team in position to go to the Super Bowl. We have that guy as our head coach, and right now, without our number one receiver, um, we're—I mean—they put up forty-four points against one of the best, best defenses, defenses in the National Football League. Something is to be said for that. Without your number one wide receiver, the 49ers, if they do—they if they handle their business in this offseason, 
I'd like to get Garoppolo a weapon or two. I, I, I like Pierre Garçon. I don't number one like him. I, I don't, you know, I, I like him number two. I really like him number three. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the name that we've been talking about, AJ or something like that, would love that. You know what I mean? Would love, would love, would love that. Would love to get Garoppolo some, some weapons to, uh, to work with and go into it. And I, like I said, if I'm the 49ers, I really am looking at what the Rams did in terms of like the, the instant turnaround. New regime, yeah. new winning, young quarterback, new mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's, new faces around here. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And, and the future is bright and happy for the 49ers. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and Jacksonville, you know, hey, like I said, if you as long as you're going to have Blake Bortles, this is another team that I think, I, I don't know what the Blake Bortles quarterback uh, contract number looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, Kirk Cousins plug and play right there. I think that'd be a serious team. Yeah, but if Alex Smith becomes a free agent, I think that Alex Smith is going to get signed before Kirk Cousins because of the amount of money that Kirk Cousins. And I, to be honest with you, I think Kirk needs to be a little careful because you may price yourself to playing for the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Mm. He might, he might, he might not soul. want to take any advice from this one name, the guy who was drafted in the same class as him, but right. I promise even RG3 would tell him, my brother. I know you don't care what I think. <laughs> that ain't what you want. That, that's not what you're looking for. I, make no mistake about it. That is not what you're looking for. I mean, Stay away. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You got to be careful because I really think if Alex Smith is a free agent this year, I think, in my opinion, I think that he's going to be the number one guy that guys want to look at. When you, when you factor especially in Especially when you're talking about having all the pieces around. Mm -hmm. you. I'll tell you what. You put Alex Smith in Jacksonville right now. and, and uh, I'm with you. When you talk about price-wise, I'm with you. Um, like I said, the Giants, Cardinals, I, the Giants. It's disappointing for them to go out there and get shut out. Yeah, I, 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 I they're, they're, they're they're past that. They, you know, they should be doing better than that. But Piggy uh, Manning, huh? Piggy Manning yeah, out there. That, that's that's that zero points though. Yeah. In an NFL game where you're trying, that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> and nobody's gonna mistake the Cardinals for the '85 Chicago Bears. That's unacceptable. Uh, at this point, the Cardinals every week is just about what record Fitzgerald's going to break. He goes mm -hmm. out there and passes this person and passes that person and makes this record and breaks that record. Mm -hmm. I think the last one now is was five seasons with uh, 90 receptions in a row mm -hmm. or something like that. Tremendous career, first ballot Hall of Famer, pure class act all the way. Yeah. Uh, again, the only thing, while the Giants are rebuilding, the Giants are bad, the season's a loss, zero points. That, that, that's not a good look. Yeah. Zero points is never a good look when you have the starting quarterback out there. Um, you, you don't about, have anything to possibly say about that? No, I was going to say, um, you know, that that I know it's zero points, um, but you look at the season that the Arizona Cardinals are having, people people forget that that defense is solid. I think the Cardinals have a really solid defense. What are you going to say, D? Now, well, when you talk about Fitzgerald and, and all those accolades, you still can't help but feel bad for that guy, man. Yep. You, I mean, incredible career. Never been a part of a winner, and he did, but he did it all humbly. Never mm -hmm. said a bad word about anything. Nope. Loyal, loyal to a fault. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's after one of those guys. Where it's he like, should have been like yeah, I'm out here. Yeah, and he's he gonna be, he's gonna go to Canton and all that, but it's one of those guys. He, he should go to Canton with a ring. Definitely. Or, yeah, he definitely be the same win with Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson, yeah. Larry Fisher, the whole yeah. wing of people who just stayed on one team with a lot of bad play, yeah. and and their name won't be mentioned higher because of that. Yeah, but I think the one thing that, that Fitzgerald can say that Calvin Johnson can't say is that he actually played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Andre Johnson. Yeah. And Andre, Andre Johnson really is the one who got the, I mean, but yeah, it's old girl. Just, <laughs> I mean, anytime, anytime they do a commercial, anytime they show a commercial where your quarterback is lining up under, you know, basically 
where there's no offensive line, right, yeah. and you got the defensive <laughs> line there. I mean, that's letting you know that things are not good. Yeah, yeah, right not, not and speaking on Arizona, I mean, oh, talking about total defense, Arizona's ranked sixth in total defense. Yeah. Right. So, hey. you know, it doesn't surprise me that a team with no running game, where I think all your wide receivers are hurt with the exception of one, um, it doesn't surprise me that, that the Giants put up no points against them. But I think that that could be a different story against uh, their opponent this upcoming week. Yeah. Then we get to the Seattle-Dallas game. Lots to talk about. Uh, I, I, I about two, three weeks ago, we were doing a show, and again, I, I said it. You know, Russell Wilson's going to have these games where you're like, "Oh my goodness, this guy is the best to ever do it." Unreal. And then ever since then, you watch this game. He had was ninety yards passing or something like that. It's it's too much with Russell Wilson of the up and down. Ninety three yards passing. Like, what the hell is that? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom, Drew Brees, when the hell did they throw for 90 yards? Um, he just has a lot of these games where, you know, he has these Superman games where he, he, he's all over the place. And they, and what it boils down to, I think if you can keep Russell Wilson in the pocket, you got a really good shot. A lot of his big work comes out of the pocket, on the run, extending plays. And, you know, you're asking corners to cover receivers for 20 seconds. And, and then he just makes this amazing cross your body, cross the field throw. And if you can just make him stay in the pocket and throw from the pocket, he falls down to almost a mediocre uh, quarterback. I'm with you. But I tell you what, I mean, he was still 14 for 20. Yeah, for and 93 it, yards. But you look at the 93 yards, I mean, you know, his, his uh, you know, let's look at his wide receivers. I mean, he had a long of 20 yards, and that was to ball. So, you know, being 14 for 21, and then you look at his rushing attempts, he had nine attempts. For you complete 14 yards. passes, and you and one of them goes for 20. So that means you completed 13 passes for 73 yards. That tells me you're just throwing the ball at, to the line of scrimmage. Well, I mean, hey, you got to give <laughs> right, Dallas, I mean, put it this way, you got to give Dallas defense some credit. We got to remember, Russell Wilson has nothing with – he's working with absolutely nothing. I mean, he's got Baldwin out there, which he – because – him and Baldwin have played together for a mm -hmm. number of years. He's he's got a guy that he's familiar with. Mm -hmm. But let's make no mistake about it. They were playing against one of the best four down uh defenses with that Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys front four are legit. And they they just flat out put pressure on the quarterback. But when you look at it, what this game comes down to is who won the game. And the Seattle Seahawks won the game. So Russell Wilson didn't play well. Or well, yes, he only he didn't even break a hundred yards for passing wise. But what it comes down to it is that the Seattle Seahawks they won the game. Yeah, no, no. Now let's. Everybody was making this about the, the little slide that the Cowboys had. Everybody was making it about Ezekiel Elliott, and I, and I just didn't feel like that was necessarily true. There was this myth going on that is if like if Zeke was here, we win every game. When Zeke was there for plenty of games during the beginning of the season that you didn't win, you know, and Zeke from this year wasn't what he was last year. And I'm not even putting that on Zeke. I've said several times on the show, I felt like last year was lightning in a bottle. Everything worked out perfect. All the stars aligned. Most of the people were healthy. Everything was good. Dak, Dak threw four interceptions uh, last season. He already has uh, four interceptions this year that are, that are pick six, okay? So, no, excuse me, he has six that are pick six. He had four interceptions all of last year. Um, I expected a regression in his sophomore year simply because it would be almost impossible to duplicate, yet alone improve on the season he had last year. He had like 27, 28 touchdowns on four interceptions, right? Like, that's, he wasn't going to improve on that. Um, Zeke was a candidate for 2,000 yards last year, averaging, it seemed like everywhere he went, it was a touchdown and it was a long run. That wasn't going to happen two years in a row. Um, and it did. 
and Dak took a whole lot of a beating while Zeke was on a, 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 from the media and the fans and everybody. Oh, Dak, he's nothing without Zeke. Da 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 da. And it was like all of a sudden Zeke was getting all the credit for Dak when Dak's out there playing without Zeke. Zeke was back this game and. Uh, that didn't look any different, you, you, you know what I mean? Play calling comes into play. The, ball, the, the Cowboys get the ball on the three-yard line, first and goal from the three-yard line, and decide not to give the ball to Zeke not even once. Yeah, you're tripping on that. That, uh, you know, I don't understand that. that that's kind of odd. First half, Ezekiel Elliott has, I believe, it's like 17 carries in the first half. Uh, that's a lot of workload for a guy who just came off, uh, you know, being suspended for six weeks. He's just coming back from Cabo to get 17 carries <laughs> and a half. That, 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 that's a bit much, you, you know what I mean? I don't know if he's playing football on the beach down there with, with some Mexicans drinking mm-hmm. Coronas or whatever. That, but uh, that, that's, that, that's, that's a lot to do. And then even with 17 carries in the first half, he finishes with 24 in the game. Um, that's Bryant. Uh, here's a guy who, you know, he... I don't know if it's a combination of these, the the surgeries, the injuries. Um, again, I defer to I would defer to Shannon Sharp and uh, uh, Terrell Owens and and those guys who have caught way more footballs than me, who are just saying that not only has he lost a step, uh, he wasn't a complete receiver to begin with. Yeah. And, and you know, Shannon Sharp says, "What are you going to do when the forty-inch vertical is gone?" What are you going to do when the full full speed is gone? And it just comes down to route running and that he's incapable of running those routes. And to me, Des Bryant has turned into, and it's funny, I was thinking it myself, is that he's kind of more like a, a, a tight end. And then Shannon Sharp says he's, you know, basically has a tight end skill set right now, minus the blocking and all of that stuff. But in terms of he's not getting separation. And to be honest with you, if you pull out Des Bryant highlight reels, there's no, his greatest catches, if you think about it, he's wrestling with a guy for the ball. Yeah, like, yeah. they're not. You don't get footage of the. It's not the Randy Moss. You watch yeah. a Randy Moss highlight tape. There's a lot of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of films where he's the only person in the picture, yeah. right? You watch yeah. Julio Jones. There's going to be there's a lot of him. You watch Jerry Rice. A whole lot of just him. You watch a Des Bryant highlight reel, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of him and somebody wrestling for the football. He's just winning the jump ball. He's you know making a great back shoulder catch, mm-hmm. but it ain't much room. Yeah. <laughs> between yeah, him, I'm, I'm him and the cornerback. I'm with you. But you can't argue for the ball and then let somebody punch the ball out of your hand. Mm. He did that, and, and then the other so one hit him in his hands yeah. and bounced up in his so, interception. And so, you know, you know that I think that this is going to be a situation that when, when the Cowboys part ways with Dez, I think that that's when you're going to see Dak Prescott really come in and flourish. Because right now he's, he's dealing with too much as a young, as a young quarterback. You don't want to have quarter. You don't want to have wide receivers that are constantly screaming and yelling for the ball. And then when you give them an opportunity to get the ball, they have they make critical critical mistakes. And um, you know, I think that Dez is one of those guys that when he gets the ball in his hands, he's dangerous. He's one of those wide receivers that once he gets the ball in his hands. But the only problem is, is that he doesn't get enough separation to get the ball in his hands where he can show his dynamic running ability. I think for the Dallas Cowboys, I think to be honest with you, I like the boy Beasley. I think mm-hmm. you got to get yourself two more wide receivers and then also get yourself a backup tight end. you got to get a backup tight end. I like their backfield. I, I think with the three-headed monster that they have right now, I think that they have enough backs. They have veteran backs in their backfield. Um, I think they just need a, I think they need a true number one wide receiver because right now I don't think that they have a true number one wide receiver. And I don't think that the Cowboys offense is going – I don't think you're going to see the best of that until you're either – until you either A – part ways with Des Bryant or B, 
bring in a wide receiver that day after day is going to show Dez, look, dude, you're really not that good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's being an A.J. Green, somebody of that. Uh, of that. Right. Or you go out there and you get yourself a young horse. Uh, if you can find somebody that's a rookie out there. Shoot you like, uh, like that building. Pittsburgh. How was it that Pittsburgh, always, they seem to always be, the they, they're drafting like the, the last few picks. But yet they seem to continue to get these monsters yep. at the wide receiver position. Oh, yeah, so, Juju. you know. Yeah, like Ryan, I mean, they, yeah. put it this way: they have enough wide receivers where they could trade one of their wide receivers to a team who needs a, a wide receiver, and they could get a high draft pick for these guys. So, mm -hmm. Jason Witten has to be the slowest guy in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you watch Jason Witten run, he runs straight up. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally straight up. Like, yeah, like his back. Like he must have had back surgery at some point mm -hmm. in his career, and it looks like he's not. He's running straight up, and he's running in sand. That's how. That's how <laughs> slow he looks. Um, I get it. He's old, reliable, and he's you know. He's going to catch anything you throw with him remotely close to him, but he's also going to get tackled right there. Where you throw it, he's going to catch it, and he's going to be tackled mm -hmm. right there. He's not leaving anybody. I think it's time to get back some real – the Zeke thing is nice, and it's great to have Zeke. It's great to have that offensive line. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think Dez is the number one receiver is a good look right now, and I'm sure his ego won't allow him to be a number two receiver. I don't think Dez is a number one receiver. He may, not, he may by number and by, because he's with the Cowboys. He's their yeah. number one receiver, but I just don't think that he's a number one at this league. point in his career, I, I think I would have to agree with you. I think he's a 29-year-old with a, in the body of like a 40-year-old <laughs> when you talk when you factor in surgeries and when he was just beating people before with skill, not necessarily route running ability. What happens when that goes away is you're just you know he's still a bully. Yeah. He's a bully, but other than that, you know I don't see it. Um, Seattle, hey James is you're 100% right uh, in that uh, Russell Wilson's 32 touchdowns. And he's accounted for pretty much. No, you're right. Like and Boogie said that he's working with nothing out there. He Ru Russell Wilson is the team, and yeah, so that right. what that means is when Russell Wilson has a bad team, the team has a has yeah. a bad game. Yeah. The team has a bad game. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and uh, that's not a risk and unless it's Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady, or one of them guys. They, that's a you know those guys of Aaron Rodgers and them. They, they're one at best two bad games a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. Russell Wilson is capable of having four, four or five bad games a year. Yeah. And it can't just be that every time that this guy has a bad game, you don't stand a chance to win. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, Carolina, we had them on the ropes for the majority of the game. Um, you know what's funny is that the difference of winning cures all, right? Winning, if you are passionate and you're yelling and you're screaming, but you're winning, mm -hmm. you're a leader and you're passionate. Yeah. And that's the reason you win. Because you care. You really care. And that's why you're yelling at people, because you care. If you lose it, and you're yelling at people, mm -hmm. and you're passionate, you're just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just a guy yelling at people, blaming other people for why you lost. Mm -hmm. now, that, that's just what you are. Mm -hmm. And that's just where Jameis is right now, in that they're losing, and he's out there, and he's showing the past, and he's yelling, and he's screaming, and he's having meltdowns, and but you're losing. Mm-hmm. And you know what would cure all of this is if you won some games. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that that would just cure this. But but you're not. Yeah. They're not winning games. And um, they were they. I mean they they made it tough for Cam. Cam didn't left his Superman camp at Cape at home this week. It was nothing spectacular about it. Hence the reason I lost my fantasy championship. Thank you very much, Cam. But um, like Tampa Bay was in control of this game for the majority of the game. And I mean, Jameis goes twenty-one for twenty-seven, three hundred sixty-seven yards, a touchdown. Um, you know, doing got zero out of the running game, but down the stretch, he's the, the entire team is on the sidelines 
trying to calm Jameis Winston down. Now, I'm pretty sure that he's sick of losing. Um, and, and I remember hearing Cam in an interview two or three years ago when, remember, every didn't lose much. But remember, every time he lost, it was the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And he said one of his teammates said, like, you know, always the stories about the Tom Brady's, the Cam Newton's, the Joe Montana's, how much they hate to lose. And his, his teammates said, do you think we like losing? You know, like, I mean, you're not the only person who hates to lose. Everyone on the field hates to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't give you the right to just go ahead and act like you want to win so much more than anybody else that you get the right to just become a jerk about it, yeah. right? You know, so and Cam was like, yeah, you know, I, not, I just never really thought about it. I just hate to lose. And he was like, we hate to lose too, bro. Yeah. I mean, but it still means you get to handle yourself professionally and, and have respect for your teammates. And he's like, you know, it's something I had to learn. I get it. Jameis hates to lose, and he feels like he's playing well enough to win, and they're not winning. That, I feel like it's just bumps, and, and you got to lose, and you got to learn, and you got to grow up. And what you got to learn is that winning cures all of that. You can yell at your receiver, and be, you'll be the lead story on SportsCenter about how your temper and you're out of control. And guess what? You can be standing at home and saying, Tom Brady does the same thing. He does. Mm-hmm. But you know what else he does? Yeah, he wins. He wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you but, don't see, and you don't, it, the difference between Jameis and when we bring up Tom Brady or when we bring up Cam Newton is that you don't see these other two guys doing things that make you say, like, what the heck are you doing? Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. You're constantly getting that from James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winston. absolutely. So just because you have a good game, you went 21 for 27 and 306 yards, and you only had one touchdown, that don't mean that you have, you know, oh, I hate losing, I played well enough. Well, okay, well, think about the times where your team needed you to play well where you didn't, which led to the loss. Mm-hmm. What about the times that your team needed you to actually be the leader where you weren't the leader, and guess what? It led to you all losing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Jameis. I think we said it all year long. If Cam is going to be Cam, and Cam was 16 for 25, 160 yards, but he also had 14 rushing attempts mm-hmm. for 52, and mm-hmm. that's Cam being Cam. Mm-hmm. Although the numbers aren't spectacular, what that does to the defense, people don't understand that. Yes, his numbers are not as great, but when you have to account for him in the running game, it opens everything up for everybody. And when he does this, oh yeah, and you have right. to decide whether you're going here yep. or there. Yep. That changes everything. It changes everything. You know everything. what I mean? Because you're almost hoping he gives the ball to running back because you don't want to tackle him. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. here's the thing. Hitters want Cam to keep the ball because that's my opportunity to, to hit. And knock him out. Forget, you're not trying to knock him yeah. Not knock him out. Yeah, yeah, but you, you're, trying, you're trying to lay lumber to him yeah. to, to discourage him from running the ball again. All right, so those guys, but the, 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 you know those little DBs who worry, worry, parts who, who worry more about how, how their socks and their shoes kind of coordinate with one another. They don't want any part of Cam. Okay, only those guys who want to bite down on their mouthpiece. They they're hoping Cam pulls the ball, right. yeah, especially yeah. if he's the unblocked safety. Right. They hoping that Cam pulls right. the ball. But when he gets want in, to come up and hit him. Right. But when he gets into that secondary, it's funny how all those corners and safeties are. Running into blocks, like oh, I got blocked. <laughs> like, like, because there aren't like, a whole lot of them in the league anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want you don't you don't have a whole lot of of, of hitters in the league anymore. Not in the secondary. All right, not, I'm just saying the secondary. Yeah, you don't you don't put it this way. When the man I, as a running back, we are not protected. Right. So when he's running the ball, he becomes a running back. Guess what? That's your opportunity to go lay him out. The difference between Cam. And, and I'm gonna bring up an RG three is that Cam actually knows how to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he's twice he's twice the size of anybody who's in the secondary. Yeah, but, but that's fine. 
But at the end of the day, he knows how to protect himself. He does. And, and when and RG3 had no clue, and RG3 so. had no clue what it's like to be a ball carrier. So it was it was good for Carolina, especially the way the season started off. It was good for them to be able to qualify for the playoffs. And um, I, I really think that this this upcoming week, as we get ready to get to our picks, and I think we still have to do the Oakland Philadelphia game. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just I don't really think there's much to talk about. No, as the last two games, the um, Steelers beat the Texans. They scored yeah. thirty four to six. I mean, that Steelers are a good team, the Texans aren't. Um, and the Eagles, the Raiders just completed a dismal season. That's, it is yeah, what it is. That's what what I'm going to, I'm going to have to give their car a medical pass because yeah. um, when he broke whatever the hell it was, it was like his back, yeah. all right, and he was supposed to mix six or eight weeks. He missed one, and he came back after. The team looked awful, so he played. He was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to come out there and play. And he hasn't even been a Show himself, like you know. So he's, for lack of a better word, he's playing bad football, and he doesn't look good. Um, so I'm going to say that he's injured and give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, if he comes out next year and he stinks, also okay, then maybe we were everybody was just too high on him too early. But I'm going to give him a medical pass. Who I'm not going to give a pass to is his receivers that drop every single thing in sight. Like they, the, the Raiders have lost games because of drop passes. The Raiders would have won the West this year had their wide receivers just caught the ball. Because if you catch the ball, now you're going to get the defense to respect you as wide receivers, which is going to open up things for Marshawn Lynch. If you catch the ball, you're getting more first downs, which give you more plays, which gives you more opportunities to hand Marshawn Lynch the ball. So I'm with you 100% on that. As far as this Eagles game is concerned, uh, Nick Foles can't be 19 for 38, buddy. No, you can't. No, you can't. And and your leading receiver was your tight end. Um, You know, the good part for him is that this game and the following game gives him an opportunity to get the reps that he needs before the playoffs start. So he practically has about a month, really, if you look at from the time that he started to the time that he has to play in a playoff game. He has about a month to get himself together. So it's going to be really interesting. It was to good to hear uh, uh, Gruden was calling the game, and he was saying that under these new collective bargaining rules and the way the practice schedule was set up, the second-string quarterback essentially gets zero reps because of just the, the amount of time that you're allowed to have it. So we say, you know, Nick Foles, the majority of the time, is, hasn't got any reps all year long yeah. because of the way everything. He has zero reps with the first team mm-hmm. and, all, and all of that just because it's, it's just not as many days on the field and it's not as long to practice mm-hmm. as much. Um, again, I think the Eagles are fine. Yeah. Eagles are fine. Um, go ahead. We can get into this week's uh, games and get into this week 17. Um, a couple playoff spots left up for grabs. A um, couple of things are already showing up, so some teams who won't be playing for anything. So we can go ahead and get it to start with the first game would be Chicago at Minnesota. Don't know, if, not sure why Minnesota. I guess Minnesota still can lock up uh, home field throughout, correct? No, mm-hmm. Eagles got that. Yeah, Eagles got that? Yeah, the Eagles got that. I think Minnesota is, is still playing for a first-round bye, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh Right, because Eagles got one, and that means the Rams or them have the other one, correct? Yeah, so I, didn't Minnesota, I think Minnesota beat the Rams' heads up. Yeah. They played, I believe so. That being said, I, I'm going Minnesota. Minnesota, as long yeah. as all their players are playing, you're yeah. definitely going Minnesota, correct? Yep, Minnesota. Minnesota. So then we go to the next game, which is Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pitt, Cleveland's Cleveland's last chance at a victory. Uh, you know what? It, 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 it is a division. It is a rivalry, but Pittsburgh is going to win this game. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you think that the players have, A, 
mailed it in and just this offseason can't come fast enough, or B, this is our last chance to not be a part of history. I don't think they mailed it in. I, I think that because of the, the Cleveland Pittsburgh rivalry, I think that this I think this game is gonna be a lot closer than people are going to anticipate. Do you expect the Browns to be coming out on some like a boxer the yes. very last round? If this is one team that only has way not you can win is by knocking long. them out. This is one team that has not quit all year long. These guys continue to fight and they continue to fight. It's just the way things are built right now for them. They're struggling at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I think this is a team that's going to come out and fight, and you're playing a game against uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland on some, this is their Super Bowl. I think it was last year, damn near the second, but RG3 and them won one game with Cleveland, and that whole team was like, I mean, I feel like they were popping champagne in the, in the locker room. Mike like, Tomlin is not having it. <laughs> he is not having it. Especially where, let's say for some reason, the Patriots lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he is not having that. So, I'm in that right now. I got Mike you. Tomlin is yeah, not, not, going, he's not, going. not going for losing to nah. the Browns. I agree. All right, Green Bay. <laughs> at, that being said, I'll take Pittsburgh. Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay... It's just not a good team without Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Detroit is is just a disappointment in terms of what they did last week and, and they control of their own destiny and loss. I'm going to pick Detroit, but again... I'm contemplating going with Green Bay just because of the blow for Detroit and losing to Cincinnati on the road. Um, I, I, I'll go ahead. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll take Green Bay. You That's all year long. I'll Since Aaron Rodgers went, went down, you've just been... I'll take Green Bay. Been shut out. I think been... that this is going. I think that this is, this is one of those games where I'm hoping that the players come out and play hard for Detroit because, like I said, I tell you one thing. I'm a huge fan of Coach Caldwell. And, and if you're a huge fan of Coach Caldwell, I promise you this: I'm if, they lose those, if they I'm lose those, if they lose those last few games of the year, yeah, Coach Caldwell will Detroit. We'll be sitting right next Good to you point. next I'm year on the show. Yeah, I'm going with Detroit. I'll take Detroit. <laughs> we, Detroit needs to win this game. Okay. I just want to let you know. Yeah, I'm going to go, yeah. Okay. Uh, in a game that's re- that nobody doesn't matter, I guess, but maybe draft positions, the Texans take on the Colts. I'm I take, don't even know. I'm I was watching the Texans boys. game, and I'm like, who are these people? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Houston. I'll, I'll take Houston. I'll take the Colts at home only because they're at home. And I, I was literally, I'm like, we're savage. Who are these people yeah. who are at quarterback? They were just my cousin. guys. Yeah. It's a food runner. From, like, <laughs> I had no idea who these people are. I'll take the Colts. One last game of the season. I'm going to go with Houston. Um, New England. The Jets go to New England. Does New England have anything left to pay for? Um, yeah, home yeah. Uh, field. Yeah, home field. Home field. Yeah, okay. we win. We got it. Okay, so then I'll go with New England. <laughs> um, New England, us across the board. Yep. Um, Redskins at Giants. I'm taking the Giants. This, this, I'm guessing, will probably be the end of the Kirk Cousins era in Washington and maybe even the end of the um, Eli era in New York. I don't think it's the end of the Eli. I don't think it's the end of the Eli era. And if it is the end of the Eli era in New York, then Kirk Cousins can kiss Jacksonville goodbye because I'm confident that that Eli is going to go down and play with See, that's the thing is that I'm confident that I agree that it's probably not going to be the end of the Eli era in New York, but if it is, I think it's the end of the Eli era because he wants it. I feel like he's, you disrespected me, you benched me, for Geno freaking Smith. Destroy my uh, you, 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 I mean, yeah, that, that's... The Geno Smith start, and if I'm Eli, is, that, that is the ultimate slap in the face. So, yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, I'm on the first thing smoking out of here. And and Coughlin, like you're right, says, dude, I got a team that can win now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I got a defense. I, I, hey, I, and guess what? I got running backs. Lord, but, but what? But what if, what if Coughlin's on the phone and says, what would be sweeter than me and you winning a Super Bowl and sticking it to the Giants? You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, how great would that be for us both to be down here and win and then watch the Giants in misery? And maybe Giant, maybe Eli says, Coach, that would be great. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Maybe, maybe he says that would be great, but I do think if it's the end of the Eli era, it's it's on his call. Um, that being said, mm, I think I'm gonna take the Giants. I, I I think the Redskins are a better team as constituted today, but I think the Redskins are uh, are done. I think they're already their bags are packed and and ready for that off season. Yeah, I think I'm if I'm I think the Redskins locker room, the, the off season can't come fast enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going Giants. I'll go with the Giants. Um, Dallas at the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Um, Carolina at Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta. Carolina Carolina has already sealed up a playoff spot. There's no guarantee that they're going to play their starters the whole game. I don't think either one of these teams wants the Seattle Seahawks to get into the playoffs. So I I think Atlanta's going to win this. Um... Atlanta's playing for the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. definitely they playing went in for the playoffs. Yeah. Is it as simple as they went in there? They went in there. You sure? Because if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they, they, beat, beat, the they, beat, the they beat the Seahawks head up. And those two would have the same record. So if they, if, if it's a win in their end situation in Carolina, I don't think. Can, can Carolina win the division? No. Saints already Saints already clinched yeah, the division. So Carolina really can't move up yeah, one way or So I guess I'll tell you what. If Atlanta loses this, please take that Matty Ice. Uh, yeah, take that Matty Please take that Matty Ice, Ice nickname away. It's just in. James, yep, Harrison. James Harrison signed. James Harrison signed to New England. That's odd. Hmm. Time out, time out. I knew, <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was meeting with him, but yeah. James Harrison. Oh, we talking about James Harrison Pittsburgh still? <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap. It is a wrap, people. It's over with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking everybody. Can I'm taking Falcons. Yeah, but I was going to say, if the Falcons lose, please stop calling this man. Yeah, Maddie please Ice. stop it, man. Uh, but okay, I'll take the Falcons. You talking me into it. Uh, Kansas City at Denver. Give me Kansas, Kansas City. City. Um, Jacksonville at Tennessee. I'm going to go Jacksonville. Wonder what's going on there. And uh, I'll take Jacksonville. I'll take Jacksonville. San Fran at the Rams. San Fran rolling, brother. They are rolling. And I think um, I'm going to go Rams. I'll go Rams, too. I'm gonna go Rams, yeah. I'll go Rams. Uh, Buffalo at Miami. Another game that has. Zero. I'm gonna take Miami in this one. Warm weather. I'll take Miami in this. Last home game, last game of the season. At Colors home. last game. Color. Yeah. Then again, because Buff- you said Buffalo's color, I'm gonna go Buffalo. <laughs> I forgot. I am gonna go Buffalo Buffalo's because if Buffalo alive. wins this, they have a chance. With Tennessee losing, Buffalo has a chance. Give me Buffalo. Oakland at the Chargers. I'm going Chargers. I'll go with the Chargers. Arizona at Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. I'll go with Seattle. I'll go with Seattle. Playoff spot. I'll go with Seattle. New Orleans at Tampa. New Orleans. They've already clinched everything, correct? They can't move up or move down. Yeah, they yeah, they they they're pretty much solid. Um give me Tampa. For one game, everything lines up properly. If if I'm the Saints, I, I sure hope not to see Drew Brees, Kamara, Mark Ingram, any of them boys in the second half of the game. I, I, if, if if you can't advance and you can't move up anywhere, those boys need to be sitting down, getting ready for uh, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Tampa 
And then since he had Baltimore, give me Baltimore. Yeah, give me Baltimore. And which will definitely be the last game of the Marvin Lewis era, which is, uh, it's a shame to go out like the way he did after that 10, 11 year run. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up next year. He'll be somebody's coordinator. You think so? Yeah, I think he'll be somebody's defensive coordinator. I wonder if you uh, rather do that or go, I, I, I might hit up Fox, NBC, ESPN for about a year or two and, and then win the right job. He, he's smart enough. He has to be smart enough to know any job isn't the right job. And and when you when you go to ESPN, for some reason, you just get much better. Like, sitting in the booth, everybody becomes a better coach somehow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, people forget that so-and-so. That when they start naming these guys, oh, everybody's going after so-and-so. Like, the dude got fired. Like, you do remember that he's in the booth for a reason. But, yeah. So, you know, you go there, and you can sit and wait till one of these, a good job opens up. And, and you do that. I mean, he, his resume is still going to be that he was in, it's, it's something ridiculous. Like, 13 years with 11 playoff appearances, you know what I mean, in, in yeah. Cincinnati, in a place that was known as the laughing stock elite. He didn't get any playoff wins, but uh, he got them there, and I expect a very bad future for Cincinnati. Yeah, I do. You already, I already told you how I felt about that team. I, I think they so returned. Baby. I think they returned back to, to their days of being a laughing stock. Yeah, league. I'm with you on that. Uh, it's going to be one of those things with the Marvin Lewis thing. Like, he didn't get you a playoff win, but I bet you sure would take these 10 and 11 win seasons again. Put it this way pending who the head coach is next year in Cincinnati, I think Cleveland will finish with a better record than the Bengals next year. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, that is the final regular season show, man. Um, been a blast all season long, but we will definitely be back next week with, uh, I guess it'll be a playoff preview at that point, and then, you know what, we can give out some awards next year, the regular season will be over, we can give out some MVPs, some coaches of the year, some comeback player of the years, some, uh, you know, all of that. I will not be here Maybe I'll be Yeah, no, I'm in the When you come back? We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you guys some awards and, and all of that good stuff. Again, we appreciate everybody for um, tuning in today. Thank you for uh, Ford for chiming in and speaking up for uh, Redskins Nation and getting that voice out there for plenty of guys. Um, D, thank you for your contribution to today. And everybody for tuning in. We are, we are very uh, happy to have all of you guys. And it's been a great and successful 2017. So next time we see you will be 2018. So everybody be safe. And again, we look forward to big things for uh, Barbershop. And we couldn't do it without you guys. So again, thank you very much. And we look forward to a very, what would you say, uh, very good 2018. My vocabulary is lacking at the second. All right, see you guys later. Thank you.